on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will take a deep dive into the latest Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer to give fans more insights into what they saw and how certain scenes may play out in the series. They'll also talk about a few new character name reveals for the series and how these characters may impact Kenobi's adventure. If Kenobi isn't your space Jesus, fear not. The dudes will also talk about the Ahsoka series and how it has started filming. A few Star Wars Day purchases and new collectibles will also be discussed. And then, of course, the show will end with the fan segment featuring Question of the Week responses and the latest Star Wars fan artist features. Punch a Chewie! Everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. Matt is here. Nick is here. Wanda is here. Dr. Stephen Strange is here. It is a Star Wars Time Show party. Woo! We got two wrenches in the live stream. If you want to join the live stream, remember every Tuesday, 2.30 P.E.S.T. on the Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. Dot com slash Star Wars Time Show. Can't spell too many words at once, Nick. You never know. You never know where this whole brain's going to go. <laughs> yeah. You may misspell some stuff. You may get some words jumbled up there, but it worked out this time. And, and look, you weren't here the first time I wore my shirt from Adrian, but check it out. Have you seen my I Love Star Wars on me? I know I, I sent you the picture, but... It's yeah, looking you pretty should, good. I, 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 <laughs> I have not seen you wearing it yet, so this is a, hey. this is a first. Well, before we get into it, here is our guest. You know, she's always here, and look, she's got a little Grogu dress on today. Timely, that. timely fashion for a Tuesday and Daddy's show, right? Yeah. Did everyone like the dress? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll see you later. Maybe we'll do some hoverboarding. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, there you know, we got to get that in there. That's right, bring on the bots. We got Big Joe in here, Devin, they've got their wrenches and they're ready to swat down the bots from the Kremlin because you know Putin has his eyes on the SWTS. Now that I mentioned his names, he definitely has his eyes on the SWTS and Nick is going to get hit with a Scud missile at any (laughs) moment. (laughs) More than likely. (laughs) I just forgot. I'm I'm forgetting a part of my uniform today, Nick. Uh, You know, sometimes you like to let the the scalp air out. I'm not quite as confident with, as you with my baldness. So let me go ahead and and strap on the official hat. (laughs) Full, full, full committed to the bald. I mean, like I was also one of the people who was like, as soon as I showed signs of like, my hair is leaving. yeah, Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Cause like for a little while I was like, Oh man, I'm gonna try to keep it. I'm gonna, let, let me take this thing. Let me take this thing. Let me try this shampoo. And then after, like after that, I was like using special shampoo. I was taking like two different types of supplements and all this other shit. And I was yeah, like, fuck it's it. just fucking hair. I was like, fuck it. I'm early committing to just the shaved head approach. And yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did. It. Was it, did you try like the Propecia and shit like that? I mean, did you go that yeah. far? Yeah, me too. I went to like, uh, a, uh, like a dermatologist. Cause I started like thinning a little bit when I was really young, when I was like 24, 25. 
And like, I started taking it. And then when I moved here, I was like, I'm not like, I I had to find a new, you know, dermatologist, all new doctors and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck this man. Like, it's just not worth the the upkeep just to like keep some yeah. fucking hair on my head. See, and I actually think like tip your head down. Let me, let me see that globe. Let me see the top there. Okay, so you got some spotting like on the top of your head, right? Yeah, yeah. See me, I'm I'm like I'm worse than Dave Matthews now, but I just have like that skunk stripe that goes down the middle, and my hairline is now all the way up to like the middle of my head. Yeah. Like my hairline is still like, I mean, it's not that far back. Yeah, yet, like, you, like your hairline's better, but you have the, like the patchy stuff on the top. Yeah, so like you, I would have complete bald spots in like the middle okay. of my head. So, so that's why I guess I haven't gone the full shaving yet because I, I at least have that fake older man balding look going where there's enough hair that's cohesive that I don't feel like it looks completely ridiculous by not going fully bald yet. Plus, I'm just lazy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, shaving just seems like a pain in the ass. I only shave my, my neck once a week, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I, I don't know if I could get into doing my head. But all right, we're, we're not here for male grooming. <laughs> Manscaped kicked us to the curb, so we don't have to yeah. talk about that shit anymore. Even though I just douse my balls in some deodorant for Manscaped. But um, so... We got plenty of Star Wars stuff to talk about, which we knew would happen because last week, as we lamented, our our show was airing a day before Star Wars Day. And I correctly, as usual, go ahead, everyone, stand up and clap (laughs) for me, predicted that we'd only get a Kenobi trailer and then nothing but um, capitalism uncaged. (laughs) And that's exactly what it was. It was here's your Kenobi trailer and poster. And now here's all the stuffs. And I got caught up in star wars day consumerism for the first time in a while uh you know i i did the lego purchase prior which still hasn't even fucking shipped so boo on you lego why would i ever order stuff online from you again i'll just go to the damn stores but then nick people like you and your fucking targeted advertising on social media (laughs) i've become a lemming i got hit again with enso rings i now own Every Star Wars Enso ring, but two, because they, they got me with the they got me with the fat bands for Star Wars Day. Rock'em socks got me for Star Wars Day. I had to get my full on knee high Vader socks. Um, I got the Black Series Vader helmet on pre order. I, I for the first time ever, I ordered a Black Series helmet collectible. It was the uh, repaint Boba Fett. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It, Nick, it continued past Star Wars Day. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I now have purchased a one wheel. You ever hear the one wheel? No. What is it's that? Like a, it's, it's like a, a skateboard with a go-kart tire on oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know, I know <laughs> what it is. Now that you say, you yeah. describe it, yes, yes. Okay. So it's like last week, the Star Wars is like, cha-ching, cha-ching, 400. 500 and I'm like that's not enough I'm gonna buy fucking one wheel and those are in the thousands of dollars so oh, I God, really no. celebrated the spirit of Star Wars Day which is not Star Wars it's to spend money and keep the machine going all so. I bought was a phone case because Case to Five released their start like their new Star Wars line on May 4th so I bought one of those I actually spent more money on New Orleans Saints gear 
on May the 4th than well, on hey, Star hey, Wars stuff. Because you're still, Nick, like I said, <laughs> you're still honoring the day because in the end, yeah. the day is just meant to spend, spend, spend. So it doesn't matter if you're spending on Star Wars or Saints. They both start with S. You're committed to the cause. Yeah, no, you're 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 right. So, but yeah, I mean, the phone case still is is not here yet because I think it, I think it shipped yesterday. So they they may have had some shipping yeah, I, delays I mean, over there at Case to Five. Aren't we all spoiled by Amazon? Honestly, I know, right? Two, and two Prime. Day free shipping? I mean, it's like, come on. it's insane. I, I'm sitting here like, fucking free shipping takes a week now. The fuck? <laughs> I, I I could order a car on Amazon and get it in two days, or a couch, or you, you know, a big <laughs> ass item. Yeah. I mean, I just ordered a bike rack that probably weighs a hundred pounds, and it's going to be here tomorrow. Yep. But it, you, you know, we 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 a lot of us took advantage of hey, free shipping here on Star Wars Day. And if you're like me, you're looking at that damn tracking number, and you're like, I feel like Star Wars Day was two years ago at this point in time. Do I even <laughs> need these fucking socks anymore? You know what I mean? Probably. Like it's starting to get to that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, can uh, I still cancel this? <laughs> yeah, the, the shit's gonna show up, and it's gonna be like, why did I order this? Um, like, but great. I will say. And I'm late to the party here, and I don't know if this would interest you because you are into the the lightsabers, but the Black Series, like, one-to-one scale helmets are actually very, very nice. I've Um, thought about those before, but I really just don't have anywhere to put them. Yeah, it's a a room. I I got you. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I got the the repainted Boba, and uh, surprisingly, my kid loves it. Like, she could not stop putting it on her head, singing, hey, Daddy, put on the Boba Fett song, and she'd sit there and, like, flex, and I was like, no, pretend like you're holding a gun and shooting people. You know, really good parenting. Really good parenting was happening last week, but all in the vein of Star Wars Day. So, yeah, I'm um, the one wheel. It looks like some people in the chat have heard about it. You got to check it out, Nick. I mean, I saw this is how it happened, and I blame Stunt Stunt Buddy, and it's a shame one wheel doesn't offer affiliate sales because he would have made some money because I saw his dumb ass just skating along in an IG story. I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? And he tagged it, and I looked. And, and you know how you, you used to be. I, I don't know if you ever liked this, Nick, but I'm someone that if, if I get if I see something and I want it, it becomes the singular focus in my life yeah. to where at this point, I think I'm a one wheel expert without owning a one wheel. I've watched every <laughs> goddamn video you could watch. I've read articles and uh, should I go this model or that model type of debates and it just came to the point, it was like a fever dream every night. One wheel, one wheel, one wheel. So yesterday I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, they, they offer financing, which I'm a big proponent of financing at 0% APR. I recommend everyone do it, even if you don't have the money. It's a good way to teach you how to use credit. Get yeah. your credit score up. Plus, you can get bigger, nicer things without taking a huge chunk out of your finances. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. Um, I, I would have went with the, the mega model, the $2,200, but it was going to take six weeks and I'm not fucking waiting six weeks. So I went with the pint X and it should be here Friday. So if I'm not on the show next week, it's because I'm dead. You broke from, your legs. Yeah. Yeah. From like, the one I, nev- I never got into shit like that. Like those hoverboards, uh, like the one wheel <laughs> stuff, Cause, like even electric scooters. Like I don't ride electric scooters. Cause it's just like, I, all that takes is like, you're riding in the middle of the street. All it takes is one asshole who's not paying attention yeah, you're to dead. fucking hit you and you're dead. There's nothing that it. you can do about it. And then like, even like the first, the first week that they came out in Austin and this was like a long fucking time ago, this was like 
probably five years ago. Um, the first week they were out in Austin, I used to work in the middle of downtown Austin and like somebody was buzzing on one, like past our office door. And I walked out and this dude just full on plowed into a sign for the store <laughs> next to us. Just fucking nailed it. Flies on a scooter off this thing, or one on wheel? A sco- on, yeah. a, on, on one of the electric scooters. Yeah, the city and then scooters, just fucking right? flies off this thing. And I was like, I'm never riding one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's funny you mentioned hoverboards because that's kind of what has pushed it. Uh, we were we were at Target this week. Again, just ble- I don't know what it was. It was something in the air. I blame it on Star Wars Day. But we were at Target taking one of Charlie's friends to pick out birthday presents. You know, her whole family had COVID. And now we found out she had COVID too. So we, we've been testing every day. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Be careful, my friends. It is, it's starting to fire flare up again, if anything else. But we're at Target, Nick, and they had this like clearance display of hoverboards. Oh, and no. they were they were marked like 80% off. I mean, I'm... Even today, you can look at some of the hoverboards. They're still going to cost you $180, $200. These things were 70 is like $75 a piece. I said, fuck it. Get two of them. Let's go. <laughs> Threw two in the cart. Me and the kid were like, you know, they're for 13 plus. I put my six-year-old on it. Who gives a shit, right? You'll figure it out. And, and that's really what kind of finally was like, you know what? You can do the hoverboard, which are hard. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. If you're an adult and you've looked at kids like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's nothing hoverboards are one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do in terms of maintaining good center of balance. Oh, it's nuts, dude. And I've eaten it like on the street. I have eaten it after feeling like I was getting confident. So that's what finally convinced me is, all right, dude, one wheel, let's shred some pavement and probably your (laughs) face. So that's where we're at. Oh, kill cutter. We got kill cutter in the live stream. I think that that might be a, a first welcome welcome kill cutter one of our favorite star wars toy photographer artists out there all right so um a little bit of star wars day consumerism recap as you can see on the screen if you are on the live stream come join us youtube.com slash star wars time show i've got a picture of uh wanda in dr strange and that's because uh, we checked out the multiverse of madness last thursday the the early screening with it, it was a packed house so i felt a little anxious not gonna lie even with becoming getting a little more free living i I wouldn't say i'm full on yellow but i I, it's like getting in large groups and enclosed areas just makes me a bit anxious these days but anyways we're at the theater we're checking it out and i have to say i quite enjoyed dr strange i um i'm a fan of anything multiverse uh, that's why I like the everything everywhere all at once as well. I, I still think that's one of the better portrayals of a multiverse. But I, you know, I, I love the MCU. I don't care how corny it is or retread the stuff is. I'm I'm in for that type of shit. I'm one of the dopes that's going to be there night one every night, and you know, Scorsese's going to think my brain is nothing but pudding, and that's okay. <laughs> but I found it to be it, it's easily the goriest MCU of all time. I, I don't know if it could have got an R rating, but it, it definitely, you, you can sense Sam Raimi's touch on it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like head stuff, exploding stuff, very violent, uh, by far the most violent Marvel movie, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, some people are like, Oh, it's got horror elements. I, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, there's, like a zombie here or there you've seen in the trailer, but uh, whatever. But uh, you know, overall, 
I, I love I really enjoyed the new character, America Chavez, played by some young lady with a kick ass name. I think it's like Ziotil or something like that. It starts with an X. I'm dumb. I don't know how to pronounce those types of names. Uh, but she was she was interesting and and like I said it, it it's just a fun movie it's good multiverse movie I, I I've dug Strange more and more since his debut film and uh, you know Wanda's journey is a little curious but if you watched WandaVision I think a lot of it makes sense and you you definitely get some payoff there so. I enjoyed it. I think it is falling right around that 75 to 80 that you're going to see on Rotten Tomatoes if you're someone that feels like you have to verify your opinion with mm-hmm. other people. Um, I, I still suggest just going watching something and seeing how you feel before reading uh, critic responses or fan scores. Uh, but it, yeah, it's there. It's it's like a, a B, high B type of movie. Wor- worth your time for sure. Um, yeah, I, I will eventually see it. Like I told Matt, my next two weekends are, are going to be maybe yeah, Nick, Nick's running a hotel at, at yeah. Casa de Camanita <laughs> yeah. before uh, they move out that he's bringing in everyone from his extended family here to uh, hang out down in Tejas at this point yeah. in time. D- do they know that they're like showing up towards hot as fuck time in Texas or is that what they're I looking mean, for? So, so Taylor's brother may not be aware of that, but like my cousin who's coming in this weekend, she lives in Louisiana. So it's equally as hot. So it's not probably less swampy. I mean, it's going to be like a break for her probably because you're not going to have that humidity. The humidity is so nice here. It's not (laughs) this dry heat at a hundred is great. It's like, okay. Exactly. (laughs) So she may be okay. Now Taylor's brother is coming in from Virginia. So. That is probably going to be a significant step up in heat as soon as he lands. Yeah. Best of luck. I know family visiting can always get a little curious. It always gets me on edge a bit. It's not that I don't like family. It's just I don't like when they're here. So um, I I wish you luck. Hopefully you enjoy the time. But the next thing we want to talk about is Star Wars related. Um, I assigned Nick his homework and he he failed. But I'm hoping this segment will convince him the next time he has some free time to check out the Disney Gallery episode of The Book of Boba Fett. I just I found it to be the best gallery yet, in my opinion, in terms of just the kind of really the insights from Favreau, Filoni, cast and crew. I, I, I loved it. And I'll be honest, uh, many reasons as to why I liked it all point to the fact that it justified the opinions I was sharing on the show about it. So once again, my mind is directly in tune with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I don't want to say we have a dyad in the force, but we may have a dyad in the force. Because a lot of the shit I was trying to tell everyone that was all upset was like, listen, this is part of the plan. This is how it is. This is the way it has to be. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. We hate you. You're stupid and loud. It's like, no, I'm telling you, John is the king. He knows they're doing the right thing. Even if the Vespas look goofy. Speaking of the Vespas, you do get one shot of them in the behind the scenes and they really were straight up Vespas, you know, wheels and all that they, they built like a platform over so you couldn't see the wheels. But real quick, and, and I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up, A, I, I think it's a great watch. B, I've uh, started trying to do more short form content 
on uh, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, and Reels because that's what everyone tells me we have to do these days to try and get a new audience. And outside of one random video about me with my floating head and Obi-Wan's crotch, they all failed and got the same traction as most other videos outside of on Instagram. We did get a little traction, but it's just to bring eyes to, hey, we're, we're trying the short form content. Maybe pass it around. If you see it, give it a like, give it a watch. But here's a, a few key moments from the gallery episode for Book of Boba that, that I really think fans should pay attention to. Uh, because in the end, whatever we say is right, and this verifies our righteousness. All right, so first up, John has a segment on... Oh, there, there goes Nick. He's had his first drop out of the show. Um, so let's wait until he calls back here. <laughs> Hey, Nick, where you at? Give us a call on that whack Skype. Here he is. And he's back. First one of the day. <laughs> Sometime, well, last week we only had one, so hopefully uh, yeah. your, your system has gotten it out of its system. But um, he is back, and you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll just say Nick is practicing his pantomime skills that's why he looks so still right now <laughs> yeah all right so here we go nick you didn't miss anything don't worry so yeah. early on in the gallery episode a, a highlight for me and uh, a lesson for a lot of people john favreau does a little spot on why the book of boba fett couldn't just be the boba badass show uh, which i explained to you all but you didn't believe me now i'll let the creator explain it to you so that was one John also comments on the mods that everyone hated and why they acted and looked the way they did. And he explained it. And this is something that even I, I didn't quite get watching the mod squad in the book of Boba Fett. But here, here it was John's thoughts on why they looked the way they did and the way and why they carried themselves the way they did. He just said they're the new generation. They want to mix things up. They're mixing droid parts into their bodies, just like human generations from one gen to the next tend to do different things, look different, get a little more progressive, a little more wild. You know, compare myself, a Gen Xer, to my parents, baby boomers. Yeah, There's, I think I mentioned that when we first, like when people first started hating well, on hey, them. Like I said, Nick. We're always fucking right. This is just to reiterate that to everyone else that may have forgotten it. Okay, so I'm glad you reminded me of that. So we'll give you that one. That you get that win, I get the previous win. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one, both Dave and John commented on why they went Mandalorian heavy, and they basically said, we didn't want to skip a whole season without picking up Din's story. Um, they're, they're, they found importance in those lore dump moments. Uh, they wanted to show us that after giving up Grogu, Din is trying to find his purpose again. And they literally referred to the book of Boba Fett. Again, something I told all of you earlier to, they called it the third season of storytelling. All right. They didn't call Book of Boba Fett season one. They didn't call it Mandalorian 2.5. They just said this was our third season of storytelling. So it truly is the Mando verse. And I think Ahsoka, which we'll talk about later, is the next piece. Chapter. Yeah, exactly. But and they, they, very way, they very well may call it their fourth or fifth season of storytelling, depending on when it comes out. I mean, it's probably going to be at least fifth, right? Because we're, we're expecting to get Mandalorian season, proper season three, 
uh, end of this year. Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, and this this surprised me the most. But Mark fucking Hamill really did act in that episode. He was in every yeah. goddamn scene again. Uh, they didn't really make a big deal about it like they did with uh, Mandalorian season two. Uh, but they brought him in. They put him in that that new Jedi tunic. They shaved the, the poor man's beard, and he literally <laughs> sat there and acted every moment for the body double. Which I love that that Mark calls him the like the stunt double. He doesn't even like refer to him by by his name. I think that's fantastic. Uh, but that 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 surprised me because I don't know the way they kind of depicted it in the credits or whatnot. It felt like, yeah, hey, Mark. We we channeled Mark's character, but he didn't have as much involvement. But no, he was there for everything, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and um, and here's some revelations where I don't know, maybe Dave kind of put me in my place. Um, but Dave said, not not this one. I'm sorry, the next comment from Dave. But I, but I also found this one to be pretty insightful. Dave was just kind of ex- talking about the Luke moments and, and how he envisions Luke at this point in time. And he revealed that in his mind, he feels that Luke at this point in time or in really through his training was most likely headed towards the Qui-Gon Jinn way of Jediism. Um, that, that Luke was channeling more of Qui-Gon's way of um, working with the force through the light than even his his proper masters obi-wan and yoda and his own father so you know i I found that interesting especially if you think back nick to how important dave filoni considers qui-gon to the overall skywalker family and and the tale of anakin exactly yeah from the first disney gallery where you talked about the importance of the duel of fates and how that kind of shaped the whole future of star wars from there Do do you agree with that do you think if if luke didn't have the tragedy of of kylo and the burning of his temple was he going towards the qui Gon way being a little more loose with the force it's hard to tell at this point because we honestly haven't seen much of him as an actual teacher like we've only seen very small snippets of him as a teacher and that was all pretty basic kind of stuff. Um, I know that, you know, he was telling Grogu at that time to like live in the moment, pay attention to the living force, which yeah. is definitely something that Qui-Gon was, of course. you know, we, we remember him telling that to young Anakin and even to, to Obi-Wan, younger Obi-Wan at that time too. So like from just from like that little bit of a moment, you may be able to draw that inference, but like, it's hard to tell because I mean, he does open up like a, proper academy where he's teaching students now obviously we don't know exactly how he was teaching students back then but uh or or the tenants or anything like that if he made any changes to what the jedi code what like would be at that time but yeah i mean it's 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 hard to tell but you could kind of see a little bit of a shirking of the traditional just in those few moments with grogu and the other thing I forgot to say with Mark, they didn't let anyone know that he was coming, not even Rosario. So when she showed up that day, he was just like sitting on that jungle set and she literally, you know, fell over with with surprise and excitement. And they got a nice candid shot holding Grogu on the lot. I think Rosario shared it to her socials. It was pretty cool. Speaking of Rosario, I think she had a birthday uh, yesterday or two days ago, and I didn't realize how close we are in age. She's only a year older than me. It just goes to show you that she has aged much, much better 
than I have. Yeah. Much more better. Wherever <laughs> the fuck you say that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, God, she is a beauty. All right. Uh, and then here's the one, Nick, if you remember, we had, a, we had a little bit of a contentious discussion over how I thought Luke was training Grogu, in particular with the choice. I was a little hard on, on Master Luke. I thought he was being a bit of a hypocrite. But, and this doesn't happen very often, especially on this show. I think I, I have been corrected by Dave Filoni himself, because here's what he said. Dave thinks Luke, this is, this is how I wrote it in my notes, because yes, I take notes when I watch Star Wars stuff, because I'm cool. Dave thinks Luke killed it with mentoring Grogu. Thinks he fucking knocked it out of the park. In particular, he brought up the choice, and he's like, listen, just the fact that Luke knew to give Grogu the choice because of the bond Grogu had with Din showed that Luke knows and, how to mentor yeah. and, and see, kind of see the signs. And I, I guess I have to stand corrected at this point in time. That was my point of view. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to apologize. I guess Luke wasn't being a hypocrite. I guess he was being forward thinking a little bit beyond what his predecessors would have done because as like i said as dave explained that the fact that he even gave him the choice knowing the pull that grogu was feeling was above and beyond what anyone would have done with luke and it is true i mean a lot of the arguments i was making I mean, his his masters were saying fuck you fuck you don't leave if you leave you're gonna fuck up our plan that we've been sitting around for 20 years waiting to enact so I, I hate to admit this. This could be a first on the Star Wars Time Show. I had an incorrect opinion. <laughs> I apologize to our fans. I apologize to the maker, to Dave Filoni, to John Favreau, and all of Star Wars. Thank you. Okay. So that, that was it. It's just, it's a damn good gallery. Uh, I, I really think it, it was the best so far. Nick, it, it felt like the first one where they had that round table discussion, you know, with, 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 with all the directors. And that's the one where Dave really opened up about his star Wars knowledge. So, um, it was great. Yeah. And, you know, just seeing Tem in it and how jacked he was and, and Ming-Na it, it's just a good one. So check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, I know Nick is going to do that immediately after the show. All right. And the last little opener we have for you, I, I typically will do a full segment on new comics, but I have to say last week's new comics sucked. So all I want to alert people to, if you want to check out any of the interesting bits from the first issue of the Obi-Wan comic, which I was expecting to be just full of killer canon for young Kenobi. Like we're, we're talking Padawan Kenobi. It's, it's some cool shit, but there's just, it was just like blah. It, it, the whole issue felt blah, but there were three interesting bits. We now the no, and they're pretty, pretty interesting. If if you're a loser, we know the name of his OP is Akani. Probably the one we're going to see him riding in Kenobi because yes, OPs live ninety years. Mm -hmm. uh, we get to see the first time Obi Wan use a Jedi mind trick as a Jedi. He did it as a young kid and almost pulled it off. And three. Like Broom Boy and TLJ, Obi-Wan and Yoda used the force on a broom to do some chores. 
So there you go. That's what you get out of that comic. Dude, and that's honestly, why <laughs> that's how all of us would use the force. If we had it, we'd be like fucking turning on light switches with the force. We'd be yeah. like opening doors up with the force. Like we all think like, Oh my God, it'd be so well, I'd do all this cool shit. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You'd open the fridge and pull a fucking can of beer towards no, you. It, it, that's it, what you would do. I have to think that the writers were kind of tipping their hat to broom boy because literally uh, what happens? Obi-Wan gets cut. He ran out to try and save a friend that wanted to escape. It was another female Jedi. So who knows? Maybe, you know, Obi-Wan was looking for a little something, something. And Yoda's like, oh, hey, good to see you back. So Yoda uses the force, sucks the broom to him, and, and then gives it to Obi-Wan as his punishment to clean the the temple. So I, I really do think that was a nod to broom boy using the force to get the broom and then do some sweeping the other new issue was the proper star wars run i think it was 22 or 23 garbage garbage in terms of new canon it i guess from a perspective of appreciating commander zara's impeccable tactics as an imperial fighter and disciple of tarkin there it was kind of interesting but outside of that it did nothing. It, it didn't push Crimson Rain forward. It didn't really even push the Star Wars run forward. So to me, it was a turd. So much so, it didn't even get a shitty short that two people would have watched. So there's your <laughs> Star Wars comic update. And now on to the big one, the trailer breakdown. All right, Nick, we talked about last week. It, it, you know, I was, I was the one kind of sitting there saying, I, I think they're going to save everything for celebration outside of Kenobi. And sure enough, that's what happened. And we did get a, a new trailer with, I, it was like 98% new footage, new, uh, all new quotes. So as we typically do after we get a new trailer, it is time for the iconic SWTS trailer breakdown segment. Bum, 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 bum. This is where I need my, my soundboard, right? Like a little beep, beep, beep. beep. A little trumpet like that. All right. So um, as we usually do it with these trailer breakdowns, we're going to go through each of the new stills. There's 32 of them. And we'll discuss A, what was going on, B, what we think's going on, and C, what we know's going on. All right. Does that sound good? Um, I, I have to tell you, making Star Wars at this point has dumped a lot, and I've avoided it on purpose. Uh, but knowing what I know, I think this new trailer is going to lead me to some pretty damn good speculations with some of the stuff that was a little curious to me. But we'll see what happens. All right, Nick, you ready for this? Here we go. Let's do it. So the first still we got, we, we got this starship coming in. The back end almost looks like Ochi's ship, but we know it's not Ochi's ship. If you watch my breakdown on YouTube, I hope you did. Not many people did, but I think that was my fault because I pretty much on the thumbnail said spoilers. So I'll <laughs> never do that again. Uh, I, I chased them away just from the fucking thumb, but whatever. Live and learn. Uh, Nick, I, I think this is probably a transport that Kenobi is on and I think they're headed to that planet Dayu. Yeah. And as we know in this cast, we know why Obi is headed to this planet. He has been tasked by Bail Organa to search for spoiler alert if you haven't been on this podcast in the past 2 months. I guess I'll just say a young princess. Okay? A young princess has been kidnapped and Kenobi is off planet uh, he leaves Tatooine, something I never thought he did, but I guess this makes sense if a young pr princess is in need. Um, so I, I, this definitely doesn't look Inquisitor to me. 
I'm thinking this is probably the transport Kenobi eventually um, hooks into to make it to Dayu. All right. From there, all we really get here, Nick, is it's like a reverse angle of the fifth brother shot that we got from the first trailer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty familiar. This is the, the Dayu planet, so clearly at some point the Empire also gets wind, and maybe they're even involved in the kidnapping at this stage, that a potential big target is on this planet. So they're, they're clearly breaking out the big guns. Um, Fifth Brothers here. We know Reva is here from other shots. We know the mysterious Inquisitor who we'll reveal in our next segment is also here. Uh, so there's something going on on this planet that probably isn't just your typical Imperial occupation. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely looking for something. They, oh, they yeah. don't line up in formation like that, being headed up by a, by an Inquisitor for just standard Imperial occupation purposes. Like, they're, they're definitely here because they know Kenobi is here somewhere or some yeah. high-value target. We'll put it that way. We'll put... Say some high value target is here. Right. And so like as these scenes are playing in the trailer, we get a, a voiceover from, I'm just going to call him Ben at this point in time. They're coming. Stay hidden or we will not survive. And I, you can almost take it to the bank. Those are lines being spoken to Nari the Jedi, who we've learned through leaks is kind of be the impetus for the Inquisitors making it to Tatooine. And then eventually Kenobi realizing that, all right, these fuckers are coming around with a force user and someone's kidnapped and someone doesn't want me here. Maybe I should leave planet for a little bit and let things cool off. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I really don't think that's Obi-Wan speaking to Owen or anyone else, but Nari, Nari or however it's going to be spelled, N-A-R-I, um, when he finds him and essentially says, dude, I've been looking for you for 10 years. Let's go. And yeah, there's nobody say, else that he would say like we, we too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless like unless he truly <laughs> has been doing a lot of spice and hallucinating on yeah. uh, black milk, and he now thinks that he has a companion that's not real, yeah, just an so. a, a imaginary friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I really wish we could just scroll through these shots. This stupid ass website. Uh, we get a new shot of the Inquisitors arriving in what is now called the Inquisitor Scythe shuttle. We learned that through a Lego leak. Uh, but this is them clearly making touchdown on Tatooine. Uh, we still don't know if it's going to be a, a named Mos or if it's just a random city or a new city. Uh, it could be Isley. But it's more than likely going to be in the market area that we know uh, Kenobi is going to be around. The Lars family is going to be there. And, and they're coming here to shake down and intimidate the citizens to get information on Nari. Okay? So that's why they are on Tatooine. It's not for Kenobi yet. Remember, only Reva, while they're on Tatooine, says that she senses Kenobi. And the Grand Inquisitor basically says, shut up, sit down, you moron. Okay? And you can kind of get that in some of the lines here. There is going to be, it does seem like there's a contentious relationship between the fifth brother and Reva and the grand and Reva. It's almost like, you know, they, they, they just, they beat her down. Like, no, you're they not just as hate women. Yeah. Especially there, there women you go. of yeah. color. There you go. Make, <laughs> makes sense for this, this time that we live in. 
Um, so yeah. Um, and, and while that shot is, is happening, I think we got the, uh, we eventually get one of the best quotes in the trailers, right? When we, we see Owen, well, first here's the fifth bride again, they're here. They're, this is going to be the scene where they just start going through and maiming motherfuckers that, yeah. because they're not telling them where the Jedi is at. And from what I've heard or what we've heard, it sounds like it's going to be Reva is the one that is going to be getting a little yeah. brutal. Don't chop happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more than likely after she probably gets braided in front of everyone, like, shut up, idiot. There's, there's no Kenobi here. We're just looking for a low life Jedi. You're dumb. And then she's like, all right, where's the Jedi? Where is your motherfuckers? And she's like, whoosh, 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 chopping hands <laughs> and legs off. So that's just more of this scene in that most Tatooine city square, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And there she is looking angry yep. and definitely looking pissed. Like, all right, quit making fun of me. I'll show you too. But here, this clip of Owen in the dialogue, one of the sickest burns in all of Star Wars. I, I, I love this moment, but um, you just hear Owen say, leave us alone. And, and this is more than likely taking place after the Inquisitor shakedown. Owen just saw what happened to his neighbors and fellow moisture farmers and was like, dude, if these motherfuckers are coming here for a random force user, you're bad news. You're, yeah. you're like, you're, you're like a cancer at this point. You are going to get Luke killed just by being here to which Obi-Wan replies as he would, which is, this is where he kind of sounds like Qui-Gon at this point and not his old self. Cause you remember his old self. He's like, we shouldn't train any motherfuckers that are too old, especially not this shithead life form that you just picked up with Jar Jar. But Obi says, when the time comes, he must be trained. And th I love this. Owen just comes. It's almost like he whipped his dick out and just smacked it right across his face and said, <laughs> like you trained his father, schmo, you, you schmuck, you loser, you punk. You're the worst Jedi trainer in the entire galaxy. I mean, we lost Nick again. Oh, no, I'm still oh, here. Oh, there he I is. Said, oh, I thought... Wait, no. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good meditative freeze right there, my friend. <laughs> All right, so I, I love that moment. And, and you can tell, it, it hurts Kenobi. He, he looks, he, he does that side look. And he's like, yeah, Damn you. there's not much I can come back on that. He's got I mean, me he there. was your only, <laughs> like, he was your only Padawan. And he turned out to be the one who literally destroyed the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, if you had a track record, like, if you were like Yoda and you're like, you know, I've put fucking thousands of Jedi through through training. I'm fucking all good. You're the guy who had one, and the one was the one that really fucked the galaxy for everybody. So you had a real bad track record. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. Darth Maul knew it. It, it. Palpatine needed Skywalker to complete the plan. And Kenobi essentially hand-delivered him to him, <laughs> wrapped in a bow, ready yeah. to go and as go. soon Angry as, as you could ever need him Here yeah you go. <laughs> i mean what happened what happened immediately after palpatine secured skywalker order 66 the fucking jedi they fucked us up i'm the empire i'm the emperor now we're now an empire we win the jedi they were the one doing it all along that's all he was waiting for so yes owen's not wrong and that's why i, I still laugh at some of you when you're like oh what do you mean Kenobi's failures? I, what, what the fuck shows are you watching? What movies have you been watching? 
Kenobi's failure. Kenobi doesn't have any failures. Please, as Nick said, he has one of the biggest failures in all of Star Wars. His goddamn yeah. pupil ended up becoming one of the biggest murderers in the galaxy. Okay? Enough said. Uh, but I love it. And I, I, I can't wait to see this scene play out in full because... I think it's really going to hammer home the sour grapes that all of us felt when we watch A New Hope and you hear old Owen talk about old Ben in the Dune Sea. I mean, it's almost like he wants to get up, grab his rifle and go murder him right there. He's like, God damn it. You're talking about this fucking hermit again going on these damn full crusades. You know, shut the fuck up. And and now, you know, that's the beauty of the show. We're going to get some of the context now and it, 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 it's going to make sense why Owen hates Obi-Wan's guts, I think, yeah. by the time we get to A New Hope now, because Owen's watching his people get murdered over Sith wannabes looking for Kenobi likes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, justification. Gotta love it. Backfilling plot and, and story. That's why we love this interconnected universe that Filoni was hammering in that Disney Gallery episode. All right. Uh, it appears we're going to be spending more time than I thought on Nur at um, Fortress Inquisitorius. As the next shot we get is, it looks like Reva returning back, maybe from either their failed mission on Dayu to capture or maim Kenobi, or maybe returning from Tatooine. We don't know yet. We don't know if the action is going to shift right from Tatooine to Dayu for both Kenobi and the Inquisitors, or if the Inquisitors will stop back at Nur. And then head out to Dio once they get a tip that there's some scruffy-looking space Jesus milling mm-hmm. around spice dens. Um, but but I I I I liked looking at the hangar. You know, you get the some yeah. of the classic ships. You get a shuttle back there. You gotta love the blue ties hanging from the ceiling. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, that that's all taking place on Nur as well as this next slide. And this is where we got in uh, some I think some revelatory commentary from the fifth brother. When he says, you still want Kenobi, he's gone. And you can tell, like I said, I, I really think Fifth Brother and Reva aren't going to be the best of friends. Not, not the Darksiders are always chummy with each other. Uh, but you, you can remember from Rebels, what, what was that? The, was that the, the seventh and eighth brother? You know, they, they traveled in pairs. They seemed kind of yeah. jovial and ready to rock. I don't think that we can, we're going to be able to say that for Fifth Brother and Third Sister here. Yeah, so, no, it doesn't seem like they're on good terms for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, but you can tell that Reva, for some reason, has a singular focus on Kenobi. And no one else buys into her belief that he's still milling around the galaxy. I mean, Fifth Brother literally says, he's gone. All right, so, you know, they're probably, this is their meeting room. I don't know if the Grand Inquisitor or maybe Vader gets to sit at the high chair or maybe this is just where he, you know, this is like their rec room when he's getting pieced together or torn apart. But they're clearly planning something. They've got a planet in view. They've, they've got a location targeted. This could very well be like, all right, we've got them on Dayu. Let's roll. Uh, but the key thing here, like I said, I think was in the dialogue and setting up the contentious relationship between fifth and third. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me check the, the chat here, right here. Um, no, we got, yeah, Vader. Vader, we're going to get him teased in a stinger at the end of episode two, and then he should become more of a player throughout the rest of the series. Yes, that is how I um, 
envision and have read things are going to play out with Vader. So the first two episodes are really, in my opinion, at least from the bad guy side, Nick, are going to be A, to establish the Inquisitors, B, to establish Reva's main narrative, her hard-on for Kenobi, her contentious relationship with the other Inquisitors, which will ultimately, in my mind, set up the ability for her to maybe not do a full turn, but in the end, ultimately redeem herself and her bad deeds by finally just doing the right thing again. And I think a lot of that's going to be shown to us, like the way she's been treated by the Inquisitors. And there's a part of me that feels like maybe her and Kenobi had some sort of relationship back in the Jedi days. Maybe he was the one that picked her up from her parents. Maybe that's why she fucking hates him so bad. Um, but yeah, so those first two episodes are going to be to establish Reva as a main bad, like a sub bad until the big guy comes. Uh, but, but I think she's going to play a key role throughout. And then as she's ready to go out, it's going to be very impactful for the rest of Kenobi's journey in particular with Darth Vader. Yeah. But, But more on that in a little bit. All right. So from there. Now we just get a shot of the of our man there, Jesus on his Opie that we now know is called Akani. <laughs> and all right, so this shot, Nick, of the three little vessels shooting out of Fortress Inquisitorius. And then it leads into a shot we got from the first trailer that when uh, we broke down the first trailer, I was like, you know what? These kind of look like escape pods. Maybe this is Kenobi and the young princess that he was sent to rescue but now we're seeing them coming out of Nur, and they do they don't look like the inquisitor shuttle they're not coming out of the hangar they literally look like ejection pods out of the fortress like if you need to get the fuck out of dodge you get in these things versus trying to get into the hangar and fly out like you normally would do you yeah agree with that so yeah because like the the hangar is definitely not like a top facing hangar these these definitely seem like some sort of escape mechanism and given what we see later down in the screenshots and in the trailer, it's highly likely that Kenobi probably had to pull off some so, sort of fucking get right. in and get out on that, that okay. station. So here's where some new speculation comes into play. Does, does Kenobi's target get caught again and taken to Nur? What say you? Hmm. I mean, if like I don't so if it's if it's Leia, no. If it's somebody else that he's tracking, possibly yes. Because See, I, don't I don't think that the I don't think that the Inquisitors would be stupid enough to bring the Imperial the Senator's daughter to an Imperial facility for holding. Like okay. yeah, well, here's the other interesting thing. There, there's there's three pods coming out. Yeah. So if we, if we assume one's Kenobi, one's someone that's being held there, what could the other one be? I don't, yeah, I mean, we assume that Nari just gets his fucking head chopped well, off yeah, he, when he's still he's on dead Tatooine. He's dead on Tatooine. So. Like, I, I don't even think we have to assume that. He, we, we saw legs hanging in the first trailer. By yeah. the way, those are, those are his. So <laughs> he's with someone. Could, could this be the Kumal character? You think the 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 rogue type? Because we we did finally yeah. get a shot of of Kamal we in saw the him. trailer. We saw him, and it. I mean, it's hard to tell where he is. He's, but like, yeah, it could be, could be Kamal. And then 
but you would figure too, like if, if you're taking three separate pods, like I don't know how they fit, but you're definitely not going to have a pod that just has a little kid in it either. Like, you yeah, know, I don't know. If, it's, if, that, that, it's why I found this shot to be interesting. I, I know most people are probably like, oh, there's shit shooting out of the fortress. Neat. But it, it goes from this shot to the shot of them flying in space, almost going in different directions. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's Reva chasing. But I, I don't know. There, there's a That's part of me that say. thinks, because you got to remember, when Kenobi goes on his, what we're assuming is going to be his first rescue attempt, he's still fucked up in the head. He doesn't have all his abilities back. He's not fully tapped into the force. We don't even know if he's going to be wielding his lightsaber, trying to stay, yeah. you know, low key. There could very well be a chance he may save her and then eventually lose her again because he's not operating at peak condition mentally and physically. So very well. And, and you know, we, we, we hear Reva eventually say, well, we'll get there, you know, talking about we want bounty hunters on him, low lowlifes on him. So they do eventually know that he's out and, and about, which means he probably causes a big stir more than likely on Dayu, as we've seen the shootouts and some fisticuffs. So... Maybe after they do know he's out and he's going for this target, they try to come get him then and maybe just get the target back from him versus getting him in full. And then he's got to go rescue her again from their fortress. Almost as like bait to get him to their home base where they feel like they're going to have the advantage. I don't know. I I just, I, I have a feeling that the young princess as we've heard lightly, is going to be involved more than I think we initially thought. That's the only reason I'm thinking she may ultimately end up getting caught again. Yeah. After I mean, if it, Maybe if, after if Kenobi is. gets beat by Vader. I mean, maybe at this point Vader's in the picture. Kenobi, you know, kind of takes it, yeah. take, takes a hard one and, and, and loses sight of her and they get her. Yeah, I mean, if it is, like, I still think it would be the ultimate move in idiocy to bring her to an Imperial facility. Um, but if it is her, if, if they are really leaving with her, then there are four people that are leaving. It's her and Kenobi in one shuttle. And then it's somebody else in another. It's somebody else in another. Uh, um, all right. So I'm yeah. going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with their tiny shuttles and it's Kenobi, Leia and Kumal. That that's just, um, why not? Let, let's have some varying opinions. We'll see who's right. Who's wrong. Hopefully we can mix them together and say we were somewhat right. Okay. That's, that's called hedging. Our Star Wars <laughs> speculation bets right there. I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that the, the rescue is probably going to happen, but because he's not all there, it's probably going to get fucked up and he's probably going to lose her again, uh, which is going to cause him to have to go into the enemy's camp. Yeah, another um, foray. Yeah, so then the trailer picks up and we get some... Uh, insightful commentary from Reva herself when she responds to the fifth brother. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. And we see her at, at, on Dayu, the city, the Shanghai planet. And what I didn't realize the first time, Nick, she's just sitting there watching the shootout from afar that we've yeah. seen in, in both trailers now. So it's almost like she's observing Kenobi in action first, which is yeah. curious. You know, it, you would think if she's an inquisitor and wants to take him out, he's pinned down by bounty hunters and low lice, one of them being Forlom confirmed. Why not why not spring here? So I I, th- I thought that was interesting. What what is she trying to take in? What what is she trying to learn here 
by kind of staying on the sidelines for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a question. Um, it, it's hard to, to try to figure out what her motivations would be. I mean, it's an interesting call that she may like have a turn back to like the light side, maybe not the exact term that I'm looking for, but like a turn away from the Imperial side. Um, I, I do. Because- I just, I, I think it's inevitable and, and it's probably going to be her death or as she's dying, you know, maybe Kenobi eventually bests her and she finally divulges something that is going to, you know, give him a light bulb moment. Uh, but I, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily think she's going to have an Anakin type of turn where, you know, she comes in and, and saves the day that way. I don't know, but I do yeah. think we I mean, are going to see. Kenobi doesn't even have a saber right now, does he? I don't think he, he does. He has his. I mean, he has his. Okay. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he kept his from the battle. I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure we haven't we, seen it in the trailers because that would be yeah. like a big woo, boner moment. But no, I, he, he has not lost his saber unless they're going to explain that early on. But we we should all expect him to have his saber for sure. Um, if not, if anything else, we know he has another saber, the, the Skywalker yeah. heirloom for sure. Um, so I, you know what, one thing again, I, I, I guess I have to eat my words a little bit, but the fact that she just flat out says, and then we see this, the next scene, which is the, uh, the Imperial registry or the bounty hunter registry with Kenobi's outdated mug on there, essentially saying wanted, bring yep. him in to get your money. Uh, and they did already just show Forlom straight up in the second trailer. Yeah, he, he's just like there. Boom, yeah, there there very well could be some other big name bounty hunters in here. I, I think so. I mean, you might as well throw they, them out there. This yeah. Cad Bane is a possibility. And they have ties. I mean, Cad Bane kicked Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss's asses by himself in the Clone Wars. Uh, Cad Bane stole a goddamn holocron from the Jedi Temple in the Clone Wars by himself. So, all right, I, I'm I'm a little more open to that type of stuff now that the they they they've just opened the floodgates for cameos from the bounty hunter wing of the Star Wars universe. You, yeah, you they don't drop a line like that. All bounty hunters fucking right. come after this. Yeah, bitch. you don't <laughs> drop a line like that, and then it's just Forlom. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just no. I, there's no way. And the fact that they already showed Forlom, that's kind of them saying. Most of you won't know who this is, but you diehards will. And this pretty, this is just a tease of what's to come. That's at least how I feel now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It'd be very, very uh, interesting. Um, Bat the the saber would not be going to Maz Kanata yet. You got to remember, Luke still mm-hmm. has to lose it. She doesn't yeah. come in possession of the Skywalker family yeah, no, blade. Yeah. This is pre-OT, so like, yeah. you know, We're, this is a long time before Kanata gets that blade. Uh, so, yeah. um, all right. So I, I'm a little more open now to some of you who are like, oh, you know, Cad Bane could be there, or this one could be there. All right, fine, I, I got you. Uh, Cad would make sense. Uh, the reason I was down on Cad is because they just blew the Cad wad. You, you know, I don't. Do, yeah. do you get the same? Do you get the same? punch with cat again or do you bring in another one that hasn't been featured since empire strikes back i don't know yeah i would i would look to bring back like dengar i'd look to bring back boss you know those two i think would be really awesome additions but we did have a lot of cad bane in in book of boba already so maybe give him a little rest but i'm there I'm, i'm there with you some of you people these days so sorry for calling you stupid 
there he is right there, green eyes and all. I love that they paid attention to detail and lit up his, his green eyes. But yes, mm-hmm. Forlom is involved in the rooftop shootout. But who else? Who are out, who are the other bounty hunters in low lifes? That'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, all the right, yellow here. lightsaber person. Who is this? It, it's I, I just caught their blaster bolt. But that is interesting, Nick. Do we know of anyone that predominantly had yellow blaster bolts in Star Wars? Because to me, they're usually blue or red. Yeah, we. I, I haven't seen a yellow. I mean, I know that that essentially the way things work is just based off of the color crystal that you put in there. So it may, I don't know. Maybe this is going to be like a featured bounty hunter where they're like, "Hey, look yeah. this this person's rocking a yellow a yellow bolt," and we've never they, really they, seen it's, that. It's definitely a blaster bolt. I I just caught it in stream, but you know, clearly that's Kenobi. And let's let's be honest here. Who? Who let Kenobi leave planet in essentially his Jedi fucking robe? Like, if, if, if you're trying to not look like a Jedi, <laughs> why are you wearing a Jedi robe? I mean, that, that's like the robe. Yeah, I mean, the, the long brown flowing robe with the hood is definitely and, a little And nice. like a light tan tunic. I mean, uh, you would think he would have just kept his blue garb from Tatooine. You, he looks more like a commoner in that than this shit. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm going to be I'm gonna be sneaky and put on my Jedi robe again and wear my hood. I don't, yeah, I don't know if like those have just become like, if those were just like co-opted by like vagrants <laughs> after, uh, after the Jedi kind Dude, of fell aside. We've and, seen like, some just... of the stills. He, he looks like a goddamn Jedi with his hood up. I mean, it's like, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is 10 years all the galaxy needed to forget what Jedi used to look like? I don't know. It just, it seems like an odd costume choice when you're trying to remain low key and not let the galaxy know and everyone that wants to murder you that you are in fact a Jedi. Uh, oh, but yeah, oh well yeah, yeah. he hey it's Good kenobi point. he's got a big dick apparently he's not he's not scared of he's anything. not worried about it he's like you yeah. know what bitch here we go <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it's unbelievable because you, you know we, we we actually got a reveal of the first official action figure from kenobi and it is the off-world kenobi and he's looks like a jedi i mean he doesn't have the he now just has like a true tunic shirt that isn't you know like a fold fold over kimono or gi style but he looks like a fucking Jedi with yeah. flood pants. <laughs> with flood um, pants. That was the addition. <laughs> yeah. Um, here he is beating some people up. They, they weren't known bounty hunters. I mean, one of them was a male Zabrik. Uh, but these yeah. are, I guess, Nick, these would fall in the low life category <laughs> and not, not the bounty hunter category. <laughs> yeah. So um, Reva's message definitely was heard. Right. Yeah. Sent, sent ripples throughout the galaxy. All right. So here, Nick, th- this is probably why it's not Reva leaving in those shuttles, but th- this yeah. is clearly the hangar room on there. She's coming out. We get our first look at the redesigned um, purge troopers. Unfortunately, th- they were all pulled out shots, so you couldn't get great details. Yeah, like good close. Um, but it is a it, the, the helmet to me, at least from what I can see, Nick, it almost... It almost looks like a first order snow trooper helmet. You know how it kind yeah, of flares it out a little like bit. Flares, yeah, at the bottom. Uh, and then um, the mask. I'm thinking instead of the single visor, it looks like we now have individual eye holes. You know, eye yeah. eye slits. Or look at me doing this on the on the stream. What the fuck am I doing? Like anyway, anyone that listens to this, <laughs> you're never gonna see this. But I, I'm on the stream. Like you know, people when you're little. You put your hands up to your eyes like they're binoculars. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but. She's clearly coming out to confront something in in yeah. a in a uh, inquisitor in an inquisitorious hangar. 
So that something is probably good guys doing shit that she doesn't like. Yeah, so, I mean, she's like saber ignited, ready to go. So there's, yeah. at this point, the alarm has been sounded. Right. Hey, there, chicanery is happening on exactly. the fucking base. You know, I, I don't think they're being attacked by any resistance cells or anything. I, I think Kenobi and maybe yeah. one of his new friends, because, you know, let's be real. He, he's probably going to get mixed up with some of the resistance types out there. He's just, just Kumal being one of them. I mean, we know... He's probably that's going to be Bale's contact for him to meet on Dayu. And then we'll probably see things grow from there. But she's clearly looking to fight. In the fortress hangar, right? This is where things get interesting. This shot right here. So just hear me out, Nick. I might go on a little long here, but just kind of hear me setting this out up. Few things that we know for sure here. Kenobi is definitely on a desert planet, more than likely Tatooine. The fact that he's fighting Imperials on Tatooine leads me to believe that this is taking place after he has left Tatooine. So there's, I'm almost thinking throughout his adventures, throughout all the kidnappings, someone, probably Reva, maybe Darth, figures out that there's something very important on Tatooine that Kenobi was protecting. And now he is back trying to defend those he was protecting. Because look, he's in that Jedi garb, which he is not wearing in the early scenes of the trailer. He's wearing his Tatooine look, the the blue and the the shawl and all that shit. There's a stormtrooper there. There's an IPD there. He's firing at something else. He is battling the Empire on Tatooine, which he would not do unless he had to, right? Yeah. And it's like, what's weird to me is that like, if this is after he's already left and then come back, yeah, I need to see how this plays out because you would imagine that if they, if they were having an, an outright fucking battle with a confirmed Kenobi on yeah. Tatooine. The then, cat's out of the bag. Yeah, like, th- then that would that would jack everything up for episode four because they would know, like, Tatooine needs to be staked at all fucking yeah. times. We should have people on that planet all the time. And so I, I wonder, like, where this falls in. Yeah, I mean, like, if it is after he comes back, that would it, be surprising. It has to, right? I mean, because why would he openly engage the Empire unless they were on the fucking farm, right? I yeah. mean, that, that does him no good. We've also never seen green plant life on Tatooine either, though. Like, if you look in the background, there are, yeah. like, full-on trees and shit. I don't know. I, I don't... Like, how many desert planets are they going to introduce? And, and so far, they've told oh, us they they're introducing new, so that, that's... Unlimited. <laughs> Nur and Dayu. So, I don't know. I It's just... It, yeah, I'm not sure. It, to me, it's the fact that his garb is different, which implies time has passed. Yeah. For some reason, he's back on Tatooine. D- does Reva find out the secret? And does she go there? To dig in. And is that why he has to come back? Is this where they have their come to Jesus? Where he's like, listen, motherfucker, you're fucked up. Those people have fucked you up. Hear me out. This kid needs protected. He is our savior. You can't do this. You can't do this, Reva. You were my sister, Reva. Something like that, <laughs> right? I don't know. Just, just throwing it out there. Could he be coming back because she found something out from the kidnappee? Yeah, I mean, could it could be. I mean, you're already like if we're already assuming that 
Reva and Kenobi have like a relationship prior to this, which is why she has a fixation. Then it would make sense that she's, or you know, let, let's 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 run with. Hey, she does eventually get Leia and and takes her to Nur and questions her and you know starts to get into her mind a little bit. And, you know, maybe Leia's like, oh yeah, I've this and that, my family, blah blah blah. And she's going, well, why would Kenobi come out of hiding for you? And then she starts connecting the dots. Like, why was yeah. If he's coming out for you, but he was hiding on Tatooine, what the fuck was keeping him on Tatooine? Let me go check that out. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe she has an interaction early with Owen that she's already suspicious of the Lars. And she's like, you know what? Ding, ding, ding. The young one. I talked to this. Used the force. I'm going back to Tatooine and checking out that fucking family. And Kenobi's like, fuck. Runs back. Gets in the fight. Maybe beats her down or tries to talk her down. And eventually probably at the cost of her life gets her to understand like, listen, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And you can't do this. You can't turn over Luke. You can't give up his, his spot. Cause if we yeah. do those people that have made your life miserable, they win for sure. I don't know. What do we think? Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it's just like, I need to see how they're going to connect these two characters together. Unless like, the reason that she is so fixated on Kenobi is because maybe she has like a closer relationship with Vader or something. Like yeah, maybe I, she's like yeah. one of Vader's favorite inquisitors and she, and he's telling her like, look, Kenobi is out there. I know that like right now, like, you know, we're, we're telling people that he's dead. Everybody's dead. All the Jedi are dead, but I know that Kenobi's out there and you need to be my eyes and ears on the field. And uh, right. yeah, uh, but I can't see any other reason why, like she would have a fixation on Kenobi. Well, in, in some of the lighter leaks we I have looked at, it, it does sound like we are going to get a damn near full arc for Reva, meaning potential flashback moments as through her Jedi um yeah. to the torture training with the Inquisitors, which hopefully, as Nick is saying, will kind of give us some insights into okay, that now we get why she may be able to sense him and no one else can, and, and why yeah. she's got this hatred for him. Like I said, maybe. Maybe it was him and Qui-Gon or maybe just him that went. He was a part of the envoy to take her from her family because that's what they did. Maybe That is yeah. what the Jedi did. I mean, look what they did to poor Anakin because he was 10. Fuck you. You suck. You're too old. We usually steal you when you're one or two. True. Yeah. yeah so be. you're right. I mean, they do have to establish Reva's drive for Kenobi hatred for sure because it does seem to be amped up over the other inquisitors like you know again she can sense them they can't especially if the narrative is like he's gone if the narrative is like the brother says like oh he's not he's gone like why do you care then like there is a specific reason why she is like still on her crusade yeah so i don't know this shot just it was very interesting to me because i had to go like all right he's fighting imperials on a desert planet he's already in his secret garb which is essentially uh, jedi stylings 2.0 i mean come on <laughs> look all he changed was his shirt that's yeah. it he, he's got his fucking old robe on he's like hey fuck it it didn't burn up on mustafar it still works i'll use <laughs> it's, it it's fine <laughs> it's crazy he didn't but, have know, a he, lot of expendable credits you know he can't just, he can't hit the outlets exactly yeah he, he didn't he, he he wasn't quite as savvy as a scavenger as ray ultimately becomes and and he only got uh, what's less one eighth portion 
Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> he couldn't even earn one quarter portion. He just he, he would always get one eighth <laughs> portion. But I it just this this seems fishy, and it does seem like this is post some adventures off planet, and now he is back trying to save his ass because the cat's out of the bag. So I guess we'll see how how it plays out. But man, he sure likes whipping out blasters in uh, these days, right? For them being so uncivilized, he doesn't seem to have an issue with them in his own series, do you, Obi-Wan? This is at least twice now we know he's going to have a blaster. He's turning into fucking Luke. Yeah, that's why he thinks they're so uncivilized after having to use them so much. He's like, man, these fucking <laughs> things suck. Uh, I'm aiming right. right at the guy. Can't even hit him. <laughs> so the uh, next shot's moving on. We get another shot of this droid who we do have a name for now, which we will... That's coming down the road. That's called a tease in the podcast business. It's to keep people on the line. Uh, but we got this robot again. And clearly, Nick, this robot is on the team of good. Yep. Because in, it, we can now confirm that. Because in the next shot, he is just gut punching a stormtrooper across a room. I mean, it's just like a punch <laughs> and the guy goes flying. Uh, so there's a good chance this droid is either maybe... I, I was thinking it was going to be Kumal himself. That has been foiled i lose again yes. uh, but maybe it's it, it's in leagues with kumal maybe it's with these resistance cells that they're more than likely going to run into because let's let's be real obi-wan is going to get caught up in the resistance the rebellion the early movements he's going to see what's going on we've talked about that seeing just regular people rebel is going to help him get back to where he needs to be by the end of the series and have that hope and know what he needs to do so he is going to be milling around with with some good guys or I guess rebel rousers in the eyes of the empire. Yeah. Uh, but that, that the droids definitely on the good guy side, no doubt about it. And we do know, or they name. hack it to be on the good guy there side. Go. Maybe, maybe fucking Kun Mal's character is like a slicer or something. It isn't. It, it is a completely, at least in, in my opinion, a new model of droid, but it does look at least from the chassis, like just the chassis. It's, it's, it's stomach torso yeah. duh that looks very close to like a, a k2so torso but then it has you know like man arms and that thick yeah, like fucking the, neck the and so yeah, yeah it's 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 it would be in as we say in the toy business it is a heavily customized um, k2 droid uh, but definitely a good guy and we'll learn his name shortly and just stay on the line all right so the trailer then moves into some action and we see Reva, uh, her lightsaber is going, there's blaster bolts going, they're clearly still in the Inquisitor hangar. And I think in my breakdown, I was like, could this, is this the beginning of her turn? Because if you notice from the first still we looked at, she's walking one direction, but now here she's, she's almost looking back at her own forces and it, you could almost argue in the quickness of the trailer that she's deflecting blaster bolts so are the blaster yeah. bolts being deflected back at her own or are those from our heroes trying to escape yeah it's it's hard to tell honestly i mean you see the red blaster bolts streaking like maybe maybe like those little shuttles had some sort of um like maybe yeah. it was just too late they got out with the shuttles they had some sort of like guns on them like self-defense uh turrets on there and like they were just firing back at the station as they left because they are out in the hangar, in the open For air sure. space. So, like, in if we are right in assuming that those those three shuttles that shot out the top were the the good guys leaving, 
then her being on the hangar is not really going to give her an angle of approach at them. We would assume that those shuttles aren't <clears throat> taken off from that hangar. Um, so yeah, I, I guess at this point, since we see her here and, and we could almost connect the dots that this battle in the hangar is probably ultimately going to end in those things shooting out of the dick tip of the fortress, right? Like that yeah. is the happy ending of this fight that she's probably not in one of them. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying Leia, Kenobi, Kamal. Hell, maybe yeah. uh, we haven't talked much about O'Shea Jackson. Maybe he's in one of the motherfuckers. Who knows? I was going to say, uh, O'Shea, I just don't think that Kenobi would ever put her in a shuttle and been like, on her own. good fucking yeah. luck. I hope you get there. <laughs> hope nobody, hope there's no ships out here that are going to fucking chase yeah. you down. Because it's a good point. It's it, a good point. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is definitely, I, I'm excited for Fortress time yeah uh, no n- not so much listening to the inquisitors but whatever this little skirmish is going to be i think it's going to be a pretty fun action event in the kenobi series and here he is right here there is kumal so mm-hmm. he is not the droid we're looking for um and really from what we've been reading in, in the light leaks he, he is going to be a good guy but more of uh, you know more of the scoundrel type Maybe yeah. not full-on Han Solo actually working for scumbags, but definitely in that genre. And he explained it himself. He's like, listen, I'm playing an archetype of Star Wars that you've seen before, but it's a little different. So um, he's more than likely going to be the contact that Kenobi touches base with, and things will probably grow from there. Like, once you touch base with one rebel resistance type, you typically then get looped into the network. Yeah. Um, but he he's not a a Jedi. I I know he kind of looks like he's going tunic here, but th- this is not Nari. This is definitely Kumal because we we've learned that Nari is Benny Softy, and that's not Benny Softy. Um. Hey, look at this. We talked about this little thing la- on last week's episode. Uh, I think we can say with hundred percent confidence, Nick, that this is the droid I, companion. Uh, compa- that we're talking about that young Leia is going to have in her possession is like her protector. Now that's clearly Definitely not a being held a, by it's, a it's Reva, visitor right? hand. You yeah. think that's Reva? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're all, they all wear black gloves. So it's a little hard to tell, but it's probably Reva. It looks a little more feminine to me. I know things get dicey these days and with, with gender stuff, but I, I do think those look like female hands. So with that in tow, Nick, if, if Reva's holding, Leia's droid, there is a good chance she eventually gets in, in possession of Leia herself. So that kind of goes back to some of my, my guesses here. Maybe she does ultimately get her after Kenobi frees her from that spice den we talked about many months ago. But that is the droid. that It is pretty damn close to the batteries not included. If, um, but it, it has the Star Wars feel to it. I, I kind of dig it. I think this droid could be... Cool. I don't think it's going to be Grogu adorable cool, but I, I think it could be a, a, a nice little intro, a, a nice new droid character for Star Wars. Yeah, if it doesn't get immediately fucking crushed. <laughs> All right. And then I, I think at this point, you know, we, we see Reva running on this planet Dayu and she's saying, you can't win, Obi-Wan. You can't escape him. Him obviously being Vader. the guy. That's why and I think that she is she's more interested in Kenobi because Vader is probably like okay on her strings like hey well you know 
you would think that do you think that they do you think the inquisitors know that vader is anakin i don't think so but i think that when vader like specifically tells you as an inquisitor like kenobi's out there and i fucking want him that sticks in your head yeah so you, you think that he's almost like i a, don't think he's they, almost like a favorite like it, it's one of vader's yeah. or, or vader can sense something in her that he knows might be useful for Kenobi. Yeah. Like, Hey, not even Kenobi. Like, Hey, I might be able to, to take this girl. If she can help me get Kenobi, then she can help me take down the emperor too. Got like, you. Okay. Like thinking but, long hey, game. You're maybe. right. I mean, that's what Sith do. Um, they, they're always trying to figure out how to kill their master. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Vader has definitely wanted to do it. Hell, he wanted to do it with his son. I mean, that was his goal in empire strikes back. And that's why in those comics, right when they picked up after Empire, Sidious dresses him down and then rips all of his appendages off. Yeah. He's like, listen, pal, I know what you were trying to do with your son. I'm not an idiot. I'm trying to do the same thing with him to get rid of you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real. That, 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 that was the dynamic between these two in the original trilogy. Vader was trying to take out Palpatine with Luke, and Palpatine was trying to replace Vader with Luke. He wanted yeah. the upgrade. He's like, Luke is what I signed up for and paid for 20 years ago until you got fucked up by your buddy Kenobi, you loser. Um, but yeah, th- this segment here where she's screaming at him and running, this is all on Dayu, probably the very end of those shootouts and chases, and it does look like Kenobi is going to get away, probably a little scuffed up with the young princess, uh, but but clearly she's upset, like, you, you know, you, you, you won this time, Kenobi, but you will not win the war, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to wonder, Nick, that is an, you bring up an interesting point. Like, if, if you have the fifth brother and the Grand Inquisitor thinking Reeve is crazy for thinking Kenobi's alive, th- does Vader also subscribe to that? Or does he know he's alive and he's just letting his stooges figure it out at some point in time? There's no way that he... If, if you're Vader, you have to believe he's alive because you see him walk off of Mustafar... Right. When you're fucking barbecuing on the yeah, ground, and, and no one and no one has brought his carcass back. Yeah, exactly. In 10 like years. nobody's come out and said, "Like, hey, got Kenobi, one right. down." Like he he's definitely still. That's still. It. It's like I, I I know we've talked about this a million times. It's like I can't, I really want this settled in the Kenobi series. Does Kenobi know of Darth Vader before literally Vader shows up? Has he heard about this menace over the past 10 years? And does he know that is indeed Anakin? Because we can't argue from Kenobi's perspective, he left thinking his homie was dead yeah, or his, was going to die. Yeah. But you would also have to think if, if he somehow gets the hollow net in his cave or when he's tripping on mushrooms, he, you know, like taps into it. Yeah. Is he that, able to, or is he like Ahsoka where, you know, there, there's in the back of their head, they know it's Anakin, but with the rest of their mind, they're trying to convince themselves that it's not. Yeah. I think that, I think that he for sure knows of Vader. Like that, okay. I, I think that that's like, it's out there. Like it's too, it's out there too much for him to even like be able to deny that he, he knows who Vader, right. he, he yeah, knows okay. of Vader, I, but I, I don't think I he knows who I don't think he knows it is Anakin at the beginning, okay. at least. I think he will are you, come to are know Are you saying that. like at all, or do you think he's being a little ignorant like Ahsoka was, where it literally took breaking his mask for her to finally go, fuck. 
I think it might be in the back of his head initially, but like he will come to know for certain that it is. Oh, you know what? I think you may be right because I believe in Rebels the way they portray it. Ahsoka definitely knew of Vader, but it wasn't until he was in like a dogfight with Phoenix. She could tell, like, she was like, whoa, this, this one pilot, there's something. Yeah. Something familiar, you know, almost like Vader. Like I haven't sent felt this presence since. You know, it was it's like that. It's like she kind of knew, but she didn't want to fully acknowledge it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Kenobi, I, I'm with you. It's like until he's in his vicinity to where his force antenna, he's probably not going to know a hundred percent. But because I I swear I read somewhere and. This isn't a spoiler because clearly, clearly we know they meet again. But I, but I read somewhere that there's like a line where Kenobi says like, "Oh my God, what have they done to you?" Like like just like a sad like, "Oh Jesus, Anakin." Yeah. What have they yeah, done I mean, to you? Like that. So it's probably similar to Ahsoka's journey with Anakin, where yeah. she's like, "Okay, like I know who Vader is," and then she starts to like pick up like maybe this is and then finally right. like yeah the, the way the he flies and like the their force identity it's just it's just too much and they have to finally accept it like this is our guy yeah. this motherfucker that's been terrorizing the galaxy we're directly responsible <laughs> we not, not so much ahsoka but obi-wan for sure and i, I do hope that line is corrected because you know ewan will deliver it beautifully like god damn man like anakin what did they do to you? Like yeah. a true sense of sadness. Like my friend, fuck, this is what I left you to. I should have stabbed your fucking head. You know, yeah, I should have decapitated just you, you in that lava, <laughs> like something it's like next time I'll, I'll know to, you know, give you that little kick roll in buddy. Sorry yeah. about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm dying to see that shit. And speaking of that shit, we, we did get them in the trailer. I know it was just body parts, but I love that they're showing us like his his routine. This is what we talked about. And we're now looking at the shot of, of Vader's crispy arm. Look, it's still nice and crispy. They they didn't even try to heal him. They didn't even try to like fix his skin. They're just like, fuck you. Keep burning alive. You know, the zipping his screwing his arms back in for you know, before he has his Folgers. Um, <laughs> another shot of, of the brother here on on Nur. Like I said, Nur Nur looks like it's gonna play a major role in the Kenobi series, like a major setting, one that we will be seeing uh, a lot. Uh, here's a, a, if you're on the stream or if you're listening, we're now looking at a shot of the hangar again on there, and you do get a little better view of the new Purge Troopers. And like I said, their helmets are, there's some Vader in there, right? I mean, there, there's a little little Vader aesthetic yeah. to the Purge Trooper helmets. And yeah, it does, I mean, the, uh, the smooth kind of finish with the flare out at the bottom definitely harkens to, to And it almost looks like the eyes, and I still can't see them that well, but it, they almost look like they're going to be in the shape of the Mud Trooper goggles from Solo. Yeah, yeah. You know, where tracks. they're still kind of Stormtrooper eye-ish, but, but not Bigger. completely. Yeah. Uh, and then Reva is there in front of them leading. Uh, there's our, we always just have to look at Kenobi and Ewan just, just to honor him. <laughs> look at him. Looking good. This was one of my favorite shots of the trailer. And if you're listening, it's a shot of, of Vader getting his, his I don't know, what that, whatever. Control his, his, module. Yeah, his control plate. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I never realized this. They, they literally 
insert it into his abdomen. It's not yeah. like just something hanging on his suit because that's all, what I always thought it was. It gets fucking plugged into his stomach with spikes oh, yeah. that, that are like four inches long. Oh, and the other yeah. thing, I, I never knew he he wore like that body armor over his skin. You know, see that like, you know, he's got like straps. Yeah, on. It almost looks like, like a, like a like Kevlar a, yeah. vest or something. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Like a fiber weave kind of vest. Yeah. But it, Jesus, just just every day. This is his every day. No wonder he wants to kill everybody. As I say, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. Why do I got to do this? But I think really the, the, the best moment where these the, the last 10, 15 seconds, you see, you're seeing Vader getting rebuilt. We get a direct nod to his coming to life moment in Revenge of the Sith. You know, where it's, it's the way I explained it in my breakdown, it sounds like a, an old camera flash going off. Like when his, his life support comes on, it's like that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he takes that. And then it ends on the shot of Kenobi almost in a meditative stance, looking like, oh shit. Yeah. So. I guess we'll end on that shot of Kenobi, Nick, is he's in his garb, so he's off Tatooine. It, it looks like he's on a, a ship, he's almost in a, in a cargo area. So could yep. this be the, the moment where Vader kind of comes down on him with a, with a platoon of stormtroopers or, or purge troopers and uh, maybe wins the first little battle of the Kenobi-Vader rematch? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to tell, but like maybe this is just him like this is the first time that he's left Tatooine and he's like contemplating like what this means because he does. Like you said, he's in like a very like stern, thoughtful pose. And maybe you know he's what it like, else could be. Yeah, this could what? be coming out of a flashback sequence. Right. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know, just That's the way it. to have it lit and the way he opens his eyes. You could almost envision like. Before this moment where he opens his eyes, because we, we're assuming Vader is coming, even though I think the trailer just cut it that way. Maybe he is thinking about Anakin or the old days or Qui-Gon, and then yeah. he opens his eyes right before the Vader attack. So it kind of plays yeah. into this is how we used to be as friends, and now this is what we're going to get into as enemies. We can't even call them frenemies at this point in time, because uh, <laughs> Vader clearly hates Obi-Wan's guts. Yeah, and, and and even by a new hope, he still very much wanted to murder him. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, so <laughs> there you go. That is the trailer breakdown. Hopefully, you got some new insights out of it that you may not have picked up on. Uh, I think some of the new speculation that you can, those of you that like keeping score for us and write down. I I, I think Kenobi is going to return to Tatooine uh, in an attempt to stop Luke from being fully outed, probably from Reva. Now, how she gets there, I think it's going to be a combination of her just being around Kenobi and they're, they're talking, but also the fact that she's holding Leia's droid just leads me to believe that she is going to, at one point in time, uh, come in direct contact with the princess and probably either shake her down or at least infer some information from her. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a rescue not only on Dayu, but also it looks like now on Nur. Kumal is going to be part of Team Good Guys, although he's going to, you know, kind of have that little, that, that, that scoundrel feel to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the droids is going to be on the Good Guys, and we are going to get more bounty hunters than Forlom. I think that's most of the new stuff we covered here. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. So first two Ooh. episodes again should be heavy 
Kenobi is depressed. Inquisitors show up. The Larses hate him. Bale shows up. We gotta save her. We go to Dayu. We save her because such a big fucking commotion. Now the whole galaxy knows I'm out and about. We get mixed up with the resistance. Vader finds us. We lose Leia. We have to go get Leia again. <laughs> Reva heads to Tatooine to try and find why Obi-Wan was there. Obi-Wan cuts her off. She gives him key information. Obi ends up with the final duel between Vader, which kicks both of their asses, but Kenobi comes out on top clearly. There you go. That's my synopsis of the series based on trailers and some of the early leaks that we read. So I did cheat a little bit, uh, but I have not tapped into anything that making Star Wars has put out over the last two weeks because he's just he's given up the good stuff. If, if you're into that and I am, I'm telling you, it, 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 it sucks to not just dive in because I want to know. But I also know as a fan, even the freak that I am and wanting to, to be a know it all it's still better to let things play out without knowing every damn card in the deck. Yeah. Yeah. I learned my lesson the hard way on the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I hate that fucking movie the most out of the sequel trilogies, because not only did I hate some of the main narrative choices, I you knew every everything. fucking thing. There wasn't one surprise. I knew the chewy, the chewy switch, all that and every fucking thing. So that's I have tried I on Kenobi to, to, to get enough to be entertaining and insightful on the show, but not so much that I'm going to ruin my own experience. But I, I do think uh, someone remind me, maybe in the Discord, to come back to this episode, because this is where I kind of laid down my, my most broad prediction. We'll kind of see how it plays out. And if I win, we'll make sure to celebrate Naboo style with the Gungans. Someone get the drums and trumpets. You know what I mean? You, you guys know what i mean i'm not that crazy all right i'm gonna okay. go hit the bathroom real quick you start him off oh, with this new Inquisitor young nick is updates. no longer so young <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right yeah th th this will be a quick one because uh this was just we we finally have some confirmation put out a little youtube video if you want some more insights into it make sure to check it out youtube.com slash star wars time show in fact if you're watching this episode right now and you are not subscribed please take the half a second to click on that sub button like leave a comment even if it's negative all right we love you so if you remember during the first trailer i identified a mysterious inquisitor it was one. It was the the female. She kind of had that skull cap on, and these little tentacles coming out of her head, and it just wasn't clear who she was. Uh, she clearly wasn't the second sister or third sister or seventh sister. They've all been established, and she wasn't a brother. So I was like, well, who is this? Is this the first sister? Is it the fourth sister? And I even went and looked, and there there was some stuff on the fourth sister. So I'm like, yeah, it can't be the fourth sister. She already has something. Well, guess what? The mysterious Inquisitor, the other female that we've seen in the trailers, is indeed the fourth sister. And here's the deal. She is the real fourth sister. Because if you're looking, if you're here on the live stream and you look at the thumbnail of my video breakdown, you, you can see a comic panel. And that is the fourth sister. But apparently in the comic, it's just the fourth sister's armor that a rebel lieutenant or a commander took to infiltrate um vader's castle 
So the the other female inquisitor is indeed the fourth sister. She is being played by uh, where the hell was the name here? Raya. Her name is Raya Kilstedt. She's yes. so she's a fucking Viking, which is awesome. Her and Skarsgård are probably running around, Best slitting friend. throats, uh, drinking blood, chewing on necks, all that fun <laughs> stuff. But Nick, as you return, just for your own um, edification. The other female Inquisitor is indeed the Force Sister. Yes. Okay. So we, we've got that confirmed now. So the only number we do not know for sure, and I guess we just have to assume that the first brother is probably the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, like, probably. I mean, he would, if you're first, right, then you're, you're the head honcho. Yeah, you, you call just, yourself Grand. Instead of being first, you're just the Grand. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yep, she is the, the Force Sister. Appeared in a comic, but it wasn't her. It was a, a rebel lieutenant commander or commander that stole her armor to try and infiltrate um, Vader's fortress. So there we go. And like I said in the breakdown, knowing is half the battle. That's right. G.I. fucking Joe. Hey, look, do you, do you think if you're on the live stream, do you, do you think I indulged in Star Wars Day? Look at all the Rock'em Socks Star Wars ads on the site right now. It's like, <laughs> yep, come I on, see man. <laughs> look at that. Oh, Lego ads. What else is on here? Oh, Probably yeah. one yeah. wheel at some point in time. That, that, those are my cookies for this past week, my friends. All of my ads are the companies that I work for. Gotcha. So I don't get to see cool ads most of the time because it's like I work for two clothing brands that are more focused towards women and i work for a jewelry slash yeah, accessory so you're, brand you're getting like lululemon ads and shit right basically and then <laughs> i just signed a fourth client that is skincare Uh-oh. it's a skincare brand so Dude, um, at this point that's <laughs> nick nick may need to hire one of you motherfuckers out there that's what if i i ever i told myself if i ever get five clients you you dude you're I, starting I, to turn into a company you know that like I, you I, yeah i mean technically i could i could form an llc at any point and actually just just be a company but i didn't want to i held off on doing that no, for i'm a long saying time, you're, you're doing good time. enough and you yeah, have I enough could, clients that you could you could start really building a book of business and become yeah. boss boss nick instead of yeah, boss yeah. nass you know what i mean We'll I see. Know. I don't know. We'll I mean, I, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, he, he told me what he clears with four or three clients. Yeah. So that's why I said bringing on a fourth. I mean, Jesus, you, you, this kid's going to be driving Teslas and Lambos by next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, well, we'll hey, good, good for you. You got, you got to get it the Thank way you got to get it. And you know, it's always best when you're doing it on your own time. When and you do for, it by yourself, for you. it always that's yeah, right. feel, feels better. Okay, so as I teased earlier, and I love paying off on my teases, that's how we roll here. We don't like jerking your chain like a Mike Zero and those other jerk-offs. Like According to Mike Zero last week, um, who's getting fired? Oh, yeah, Pedro Pascal has been Pedro fired, yeah. and Carl Urban is taking over the role of Din Djarin. So if you like that type of content, you're in the wrong place, because we're not jerk-offs. Sadly... Not being a jerk off is why we're also not that popular, but we've learned that lesson. And I, I you know, my man perfected chaos. He's always in the chat. He, he kind of had a heart to heart with me last week. He's like, listen, man, you guys are great. You, you deserve to be better. But he's like, you got to stop shitting on yourself. 
and, and, and opening the show saying this, this podcast sucks and we suck and you blow. Cause he's like, honestly, if I hear that from other people, I just tune out and I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. He's like, you know, start doing shorter content and chaos. One video worked, but as luck has it, no other ones did. So I still feel like we are a, a cancer, but I, I hear you and we speak your name. Speaking <laughs> of names, Nick, I have two of them to reveal. Like I said, yes. got to pay off on the tease here. And thanks to a Lego set, we now know the name of the robot we just talked about, the beefy one, the one that fights for the good guys, and Indira Varma's character, who I also believe is going to be helping out the good guys at some point in time. Uh, we've seen her in those Imperial officer digs, but I, I have a feeling she is either a double agent or eventually is just like, you know what, enough is enough. We're building things that are going to blow up planets. We execute people left and right. I need to get out of here and, and help the good guys. Yeah. So uh, I did a short for this. I'd love for you to check it out, give us some views. But the droid's name is going to be, and it's a good one, N-E-D-B. Ned B. Ned B, the droid that likes to punch stormtroopers in the face. So we, we can all get behind Ned B. Yep. And then Indira's character apparently is going to be named Tala Durith. Tala Durith. Um, and the reason we figured those out, and it, this is interesting, the fact that these characters are getting minifigures for the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader diorama Lego set leads me to believe that Tala and Ned somehow either help Kenobi get to the final battle or they're this is supposed to take place on Mustafar's moon, by the way. So it's almost like maybe Tala's the one that gets Kenobi there and, and reveals Vader's location or Ned and they, they roll together. But you typically don't get many figures in a set like this unless they are involved in the well, set itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down because, I mean, it looks like the scene that we saw Ned in, he's, he looks like he's in a mine. Like you can yeah. look above him and there's like, there's mine lights above him. He's surrounded all by like craggy red rocks and stuff like that. So <coughs> I wonder where, like, there's no fucking way that this happens on Tatooine. I'm just no. going to put it out there. No, there, no the, 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 the rematch is not happening on Tatooine. No, yeah. and, yeah. and like I said, it's, I think it's a, a light spoiler, but just in case, the, the final rematch, and we, we were the ones that provided the leak, hell, months and months and months ago, that Obi-Wan and Vader are going to interact more than just once. Remember, we explained it as similar to uh, the, the Phantom Menace with Darth Maul. Where, you know, Qui-Gon and him have a little dust up and then they have the big battle. Same thing's going to happen here, but it sounds like in the initial dust up, Vader is going to get the upper hand and actually uh, wound our guy. And that's why he needs to, you know, get his head out of his ass. And, and you know, we talked about he's going to have these flashbacks where he's remembering him and Anakin and sparring and, and trying to remember openings in, in Anakin's defenses, this, that and the other thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it sounds like this Imperial officer being played by Indira and maybe even the droid, they're, they're ultimately going to be responsible or helping him get to the final dual location. Um, the other sets revealed was the Inquisitor Scythe, and it's coming with some kick-ass minifigures, too. I mean, honestly, 
I like Legos. I, I, I got a bunch for Star Wars Day. I think those new dioramas are kick-ass. They got the trench run. They got uh, Dagobah. Uh, but the, these sets, Nick, they just sound like they have some fantastic minifigures, and sometimes that is enough for me just to get a set. I, I love mm-hmm. Lego minifigs. Lego Star Wars minifigs are some of my favorite things in the, uh, on the planet, and uh, maybe I should shoot them one day. But either way... <laughs> I like Lego minifigures, and I think hey. these Kenobi sets are going to have some great ones. All right, buddy. So we got some pretty cool news yesterday, at least a confirmation post. Um, yes. The, the man's hat was on the chair. The chair was there with the name, and the name we are referring to is none other than Miss Ahsoka. So yes. why are we talking about the orange one today, my friend? It is officially yesterday started production on ahsoka so it's official there's no leaks there's no cryptic tweets there's no you know rumors going about this is straight from star wars themselves ahsoka started production yesterday and it was a very poignant little image that you see there the the you know what some people call like the director's chair but it's just like a set chair Ahsoka on the name on the on the back of the chair and then Mr. Filoni's hat hanging there off the side. So we're it started. It is official. Ahsoka it, it, is coming. It, it also looks like Filoni got himself a new hat. That hat's looking pretty fucking looks, fresh, looks you know, clean. I don't know if he do you think he has a hat cleaner? Do you think he's I at that know. level yet where he's like, look, man, I wear one hat. But it's got to stay fresh. Honestly, I think he's at the, at a level now where he could have a whole hat wing of his house. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> kind of like some people collect shoes. Maybe he does it with with cowboy hats, cowboy and, hats. and Pittsburgh gear. That, I, that's the other thing I love about watching the, the, the behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, the, the, the narcissist in me believes if I could just have a casual interaction with Dave Filoni, I feel like we could be friends at the end because we're both Pittsburgh boys. We both love the sports still. I mean, he he's wearing motherfucking, he's got like Pirates, Penguins gear, Steelers gear and all this behind the scenes stuff. It's just, I don't know. There's some with Pittsburgh that it does to people that were born there and it stayed there for many years. Look at Ming-Na Wen. I mean, she's the same way. She's, she's hardcore Pittsburgh. I haven't lived in Pittsburgh since 94 and I still consider it my fucking hometown. I've lived in Columbus longer than Pittsburgh. I'll never consider Columbus where I'm from. Or where I, I'm a Pittsburghers. But anyways, like I said, the, the asshole in me feels like if I could see Dave and not approach him like, oh, I love you, Star Wars, and just <laughs> casually talk about Pittsburgh and then get into, hey, well, hey, I like Star Wars and that, maybe I could be working on Ahsoka by the end of the summer. You never know. You never know. Maybe. That's awesome. why I need to go to celebration, hobnob with the big guys. So, yeah, you know what this means? It doesn't mean jack shit, but it does mean we're getting Ahsoka in 2023 for yeah. sure. It also okay? means that we may start getting an influx of leaked set picks Correct. and all kinds of other Correct. stuff. Correct, which That's is good. I, I I don't mind leaked set picks. and I, set I do, picks are okay. Yeah. I do like leaks to a point, but when it really starts getting into full-on plot dumps, it's like, all right, okay, that's... Let's yeah, leave a little bit a, to the speculative little, mind. Yeah, I mean, come on. A little on. too far. <laughs> uh, you got to dig. You know, the guy also has a an obsession with wolves, and he's got that little pin on the hat. So he, he, does. he always, he always comes correct. Yeah, I think that's why the wolves were the the leaders into the to the world between worlds. Oh, of course, of course, man. The, all the all the the loath wolves. Of course, you're you're 100 correct. I mean, Captain Wolf, 
Plo Koon. They're, I mean, Plo Koon's his favorite, and that's why he he looped him up with with Captain Wolf. And I think they're like the Wolf fucking division or something like that. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, you got Video Village there. It doesn't look like IT had anything set up. There's nothing on the screen. Trust me, I stared at it for a while. Yeah, I was saying, I was like looking at the image. I was like, is there anything else in yeah. here that did I they could fuck possibly up? pull out? Did, did, yeah. did their social media intern fuck up? But no, they did yeah, not. There's, so. they, they did. They picked a good shot. Yeah, because it's just a bl- basically just on like a blank screen that is totally indecipherable in the background. Yeah. And nothing else is happening on the set. You know what else? Was, I know we're kind of I'm retreading here, but they literally shot Book of Boba Fett on the back lot, like those massive city scenes, like the the finale battle. That was all done on like a baby ass lot, like a tiny ass something you you could have like you know like a parking lot at a Walmart, and that's where they that's did cool. all that. That's impressive. I I, I know yeah, you know we bitched about we we bitched about Rodriguez and and some of the the visuals he brought, but. Considering what they gave him to work with, you know, maybe, maybe give him, you know, not, not beat him on the head so hard. Yeah, like, for sure. Here, dude, here's a parking lot. Make it look like Tatooine and have a big battle with a Rancor in it. Oh, you know who showed <laughs> up in the, in the BTS? Uh, Brian Seip, one of our guests. You could see him in there nice. putting the makeup on uh, Tem. And then remember, Brian said that they um, made the Rancor. And they mm-hmm. really did use like a practical fucking Rancor head. There, there's a good moment in there with that. All right, so yeah, Ahsoka's up and running. I, I bet they shoot probably into the fall. I could see this thing wrapping around October, November, something like that. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Ahsoka, if they're getting it done now, which is similar to when they shot Kenobi last year, maybe Ahsoka becomes the the May-June show of 23. Could be, yeah, yeah. That, I, that lines up pretty nicely, so... Hopefully all goes well with filming and they don't need to do pickups or a bunch of reshoots, anything like that. But I don't imagine so. It seems like there haven't been any sort of like filming or production issues with these TV shows so far. Gina Carano problems or issues like that. I mean, at this point in time, it's been long enough the way this world is. They probably could bring Gina back in and no one would give a shit. You know what I mean? Like uh, (laughs) the, the world has moved on to obsessing over something else stupid. All right, so uh, before we get into the this week's fan segment, real quick, we will talk a little bit about the Star Wars Day 2022 offerings, just in case you, you forgot some. The, the one reminder I do want to let everyone know about is that don't forget, tomorrow, May the 11th, so if you're listening to this on podcast platforms, that means that day, but May the 11th is when the first official obi-wan kenobi figure from obi-wan kenobi goes on sale sadly because hasbro seems to not really give a fuck about star wars fans anymore (laughs) you probably won't get this figure until next year which is odd or if you live somewhere where hasbro feels like shipping figures a year early you just never know so all i can tell you is the kenobi figure which which does look all right for a black series figure um, he goes on sale for pre-order May 11th, most retailers. Uh, in terms of what stood out to me on Star Wars Day, Nick, I, none of the Black Series figures really did much for me. In fact, they're not even in the post anymore because Landspeeder Luke deleted his graphic and I didn't feel like replacing it. So I'll just move on to what stood out to me and what I did pre-order, and that is the new Black Series Darth Vader helmet with red eyes. 
um, now I mean, that's that a I pretty, have... pretty helmet right there. Oh for yeah, sure. dude. And the level of detail is nuts. You get the entire inside. Oh you yeah. Get the entire yep. like back. The helmet comes off, so you can, you can actually see the mask, and it looks like the circuitry's in there, all the bells yep. and whistles. And after getting that Boba Fett Black Series helmet, I I think I may be a fan of this line now. So instead of buying fucking Black Series figures. Maybe I'll start getting a few more helmets. Definitely plunk some money down on the Darth Vader, though. And here's Nick. You never know. Um, but they also introduced the Kenobi um, Black Series lightsaber. So These are I, always hard for me because I think I've gotten the last two because I got the Ray. I got the I got the Sidious. Sidious. Yeah. And then I got the I got well, the, I got a lay. I didn't get the Leia one that they released from here because I got a Leia saber from Disney parks. And you pretend got the Revan one. Yeah, I I had the Revan one until Amazon decided <laughs> I, that's what my shirt's about I <laughs> that I wore the first I time that Hadrian says it too. <laughs> um, yeah, fucked fucked up. But um, it, it's hard because right now, I mean, like you guys could see behind me to yeah, some degree, but like I don't have a fucking ton of space left in this room. Well, good good thing you're you're good planning on upgrading, house. right? So now <laughs> yeah. now when you design your yeah. your bigger and better house, you might as well just design a collectibles room at this point. I was going to say like we we do have a media room that will be an actual media room that we're yeah. actually planning on putting like we're going to try to put a projector in there. Oh, yeah, we're going to try to put like I told uh, you motherfuckers. This guy's living large. Watch out. I'm, we'll uh, we'll never divulge his address. All right. We yes. got to keep him safe. <laughs> but uh, the, the, we will have like a real media room. So I'll see if there's like going to be, Jealous. if I can make some space in there, either like try to figure out a way to like hang them, like display them on the wall or something like that. But we'll see. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm looking at this Kenobi hilt right now, and it's a it pretty damn sick. sexy looking saber. It I'm looks not, really nice. I've always liked his because his always looked like it was burnt, right? I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't. It was it wasn't shiny like Anakin's or or Qui Gon's or even aluminum looking like his Padawan saber. I mean, it it it, it looks dirty and grungy and almost that like gunmetal pewter type of color. Yeah, exactly. So, Damn, if, I mean, I, if I keep looking at it and talking about it, I could very well be pre-ordering this motherfucker at the end of the show. Like, so, that's so why I'm like scrolling yeah. down the page. Right. I'm like, let me look at something else because next, I may fucking order this next, thing. You're right, dude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting a little itchy here well, for that yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, okay, moving on. But uh, not that these help me at all because they Hot Toys showed off oh. some of their Attack of the Clones line. And I'm not going to lie, some of them are speaking to me. Even this um, Dude, C-3PO, which th- is actual diecast. Let me let me toss something out to you. Does he look cross-eyed to you? His yeah, eyes that, look like yeah, they're that, too that, close together. Yeah, that first shot looks like he had too many cans of oil or something at, at one yeah, point Yeah, I know. Like, I think his eyes may just be too close together or something. Because yeah. when, the first time I looked at it, I was like, why does he look fucking cross-eyed? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Anakin never did truly finish his build. Very, yeah, this true. is probably Owen's shoddy work or Klieg. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, he's C-3PO. It's like, all right, you know, whatever. You either love him or hate him or just deal with him. But I, th- this figure, especially with the Geonosian battle droid head attachment. one head, yeah. So I don't good. know. It's and, and like I said, it's die cast, Nick. So it's like fucking... Yeah. metal it's not it's just probably gonna plastic. be heavy as fuck too yeah i i don't know i mean i don't have a c-3po i do have a an r2 which also is getting released so you know i can kind of justify not getting the r2 but even the r2 i'm like oh 
But then there's this clone pilot. And like, I don't have a clone pilot. Look how cool his fucking <laughs> helmet looks. I might need a clone pilot. He comes with two cool looking helmets. So I haven't pre-ordered any of these yet. I, I've learned with Sideshow to just fucking wait for a while. Maybe they'll kick you a $25 coupon. Uh, and really these days it's like with with the pandemic and how it fucked up the global supply chain everything takes a year or more to get especially with these high-end collectibles so it's like whatever maybe if i sit i can trick myself into not pre-ordering them yeah Uh, because i'll tell you what dude i i've almost stopped buying small figures but there's been some months recently where a lot of these sideshow payment plans hit the discover card and i look at them like you're like, oh, what am I doing to my life? Like, oh, what is that, happening? I could have bought a one wheel out of pocket right there, but it's fucking down payments on seven hot toy figures. So that, that's where I kind of get the, the, the doucheness. Like, fuck, can I can I just stop buying the Star Wars stuff for now? The passion's clearly dying. The photography's not happening. What am I doing? But I'm not going to lie, man. These Attack of the Clone hot toys are... It's it's that completionist thing, but they're also pretty fucking cool looking. Even even the B one looks cool because he's got, you know, he's got the C three PO head. You know, the silly hijinks in the Droid Factory where they switch heads, and I know it's kind of a lame part of the movie, but it looks fucking great as a figure. It's still funny. It still looks yeah. cool. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think I can pass on the Phase One Clone Trooper though because I technically have one of those through the 501 Deluxe set that recently released. Uh, it, it, I know it's not pure white, so there's a little, you know, itchiness <laughs> like, there, because oh mine has gosh. like a blue stripe, but I think I can get, get away with not you, getting that yeah, one. I think that's okay. But the R2, Standard. I'm not going to lie, my R2 is a Sideshow R2 and not a Hot Toys R2, which means it's <laughs> subpar. You've so, already talked yourself into it, Matt. Good, You've already done chance. it. You've already look, done it. But Nick, look at him. If I get him, if I get him and C-3PO, I can reenact the scene of him dragging his head across the, the arena floor. Come <laughs> on, man. Because you know all the toy pota- to- toy pictures I take and look these at days. all that shit that pops out of him. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That right there. If I tried to get all those, if I tried to get Dude. all those attachments on, I'd probably throw them across the room. You, so maybe I shouldn't you, go for this one. You, that would be broken so fast. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like you know, his tweezers wouldn't go in the first time. I'd be like, motherfucker! I'd like jam it in and snap it in half, which would then break three of the other attachments. So yeah, you're probably right. Uh, maybe maybe I should scroll away from this. But man, that's a good looking R two. He's got that dirt to him. My R two is kind of clean looking. Oh man, I wish I was like one shooter and could just stick to one figure here yeah um, but even bats right in the live stream because if you looked in some of the glamour shots you saw mace window and a b2 battle droid and those to me are must-haves so if you have a b2 nick you got to get a b1 oh right? no yeah okay you're right. that's enough of this shit and then finally <laughs> if you're into cost babies which i used to be into at least the funko variant there is a new mandawar mandawar mandawarian Sound like Bobo from the Howard Stern show, <laughs> um, but those are out there. I, I they do look great. I, I could just never, I could never really find cost babies easy when I was into the super deformed chibi style look. Uh, but yeah, those are neat too. So yeah. uh, all this shit, I, at least the hot toys, they're all available for pre order. At least at Sideshow, I'm sure at the other places where you actually get one six scale figures from Hot Toys in a timely fashion, which I can't say for Sideshow. Uh, I, I have like four or five of my dolls 
just sitting there not shipping for whatever fucking reason. So, <laughs> oh, well, one wheel's coming Friday. That, that'll that keep me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, Matt will show up with a fucking bandage on his head. Yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be sitting <laughs> here like, like Stephen Hawking talking through a computer. <laughs> I'll be like... <laughs> I'll be sitting here, like moving my mouth, and then Nick will hear. Well, Nick, we are. Hey, now, welcome to the Star Wars Time Show. I am your host, Matt. This is your co-host, Nick. We are here to talk all things Star Wars Time. <laughs> so, yeah, you never know, man. All right, oh, man. I'm going to hell Let's now. See. Okay. All right, buddy. It's we've hit the two-hour window. You got 30 minutes left. We're doing good. So it's yeah. time for the fan segment. No game this week because, you know, Nick, Nick has guests. I and have we, to we, do some last minute prep. Yep. And if we, we've hit the two hour mark, which means no game. So you're not going to get my cocky ass winning yet again this week, but maybe next week, which is probably going to be my last show before I leave. Who knows? Um, uh, the week of celebration Kenobi. I'm, I'm thinking about taking it off. But if it's shitty weather at the beach, maybe I'll ring in and do a quick one with Nick. But for now, it's time to start to put episode 212 to bed by kicking off this week's fan segment. Two methods to get involved. The first question of the week. Every Tuesday, we post the question on our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show. Check our stories, check the posts, leave a comment, and you may get it read on the show. Just um, be forewarned, we read them as written, and if you write it like you never went to school, we will probably imply that in our breakdown. The second way to get involved we'll talk about shortly, but that is the top five. But before that, question of the week time. All right, let's get the screen switched up. Browser Switching window, it up. question of the, the week. Where's my slack do? The question is, for those of you who did not pay attention to the IG, is would you ever want a Star Wars story to delve into the multiverse or time travel? Okay, real quick. I do acknowledge that Star Wars has dabbled in time travel through yes. the world between worlds, but it is a very Star Wars-y take on time travel. So for some reason, my brain was a little dead when I posed the time travel part. Well, but let's, think let's see more what they on the say. multiverse angle of it. Yeah, okay, like the yeah, let, we haven't really got into the a what, what did the community angle. have to say here? Let's, it was let's get glaringly in. negative, but we'll, we'll read them. All out. Right. I'll start, I'll start with Ripic and then you, you rip through the other ones. Okay. All right. Ripic made the cut again. He just always drops them in the stories and I see him. And, He's always you know, very eloquent. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the angle. So I guess we are playing favorites a bit. Sorry, everybody. All right, so here, here's what Ripick says in Ripick's written response. Don't think I'd be into that, although I do enjoy the world between Worlds arc and Rebels. Picture me as Gandalf saying to all future writers... There are many magic temples in Star Wars, Bilbo Baggins, and none of them should be used lightly. Side note, I'd like to throw my hat in the speculation ring. I saw the people are pointing Cad Bane out in some Kenobi pictures. I think if he is in the show, he and Kenobi might work together this time. Given their history throughout Clone Wars, Bane might have a lot of respect for Kenobi at this point, and he was unhappy that Boba worked for the Empire in Book of Boba. Plus, that could explain a bit more why the Empire didn't invite Cad to the original Bounty Hunter social in ESB. Look at this guy. He's, he's taking advantage of question of the week to get his own little podcast <laughs> yeah, in. Trying, trying to get 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not a bad take. I wouldn't say it's a bad and, and take. And really, I, I think Nova was the one that, that brought up the one image. It, it was a, it was a, an official shot from one of the magazines, and it really did look like a Cad Bane silhouette on Dayu. Yeah, I, I remember it. It also could just be anybody wearing a, Correct. a hat Correct. like that. It's hard to tell. I'll say, I'll put it that way. It's hard to tell. But I do, I do think that they have kind of busted their CAD wad with, with Boba. Yeah, so I mean, maybe. like, like Nova said in the live stream, they already got the, the makeup and the build and they know how to do live action right. CAD. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's it, like I said, it's like, okay, you know, Keep hold them back, kind of like Luke. Maybe once a year, you, you you roll them out of the closet, and there you go, have fun. There's CAD. Yeah. Uh, plus, you're more than likely going to get a lot of animated CAD back in the Bad Batch. I just have a feeling, you know, the way things went down in season one between him and the Batch, him and Omega, him and Fennec. You you, you never know. Plus, there's always that angle in Bad Batch of the Fett family tie. They have to explore that. How, how do you have Fett's fucking twin sister out there and they don't interact? Um, but anyways, there, there you go, Rippick. You even got your own little opinion moment Mini on the segment. show. There you go. Okay. All right. Next up, up next. is Scion XTC. He says, I don't think it's necessary for Star Wars to go into a multiverse or time travel based storyline. It just wouldn't make sense. Now, what would be interesting is taking some of the old comics and books and turning them into a what if like miniseries on Disney Plus. Some stories like what if Luke went to the dark side or Vader didn't die and went to the light yeah. side. I do like that angle. I, I, I like the what if angle um, because there is so much rich history and lore that's in Legends that obviously doesn't count as canon. But that's what the whole thing about the what if series for marvel was and, and, stuff and now like that. And now some of the what if is becoming canon in marvel that's the funny yeah, part <laughs> like explored and i, I don't want to say anything but let's just say there is plenty of what if payoff in dr strange 2 like yeah as as in your face fan service as it gets man it's like yeah. there was charlie's she witnessed it a bit at, at spider-man far from home like some of the big cheers when the other spider-men were revealed but in in dr strange where some of the fan moments happened and people were literally like yeah clapping hands <laughs> she was getting up looking behind her like hey what, what the fuck's wrong with you people what's happening yeah, yeah. this guy's always yelling at me to be quiet and you motherfuckers are cheering in here like we're at a sports game <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's a fan it's thing. Like you, well, yeah. Eventually you will figure that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, uh, I loved what if Marvel and I would completely be down with what if star Wars. In yeah. fact, they, they dabbled in it a bit in that, in the Lego Halloween special that released in 21, there is a, a story where Luke does end up joining the empire as a tie fighter pilot. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is That's that, what no, I was going to say. I think that they dabbled it in a little bit with the Lego stuff too. Cause even like the Lego holiday special, I think did a lot of like time travely stuff with, with Ray and we, uh, yeah. Everything. I mean, they, they pulled in all the, they had the, the hello there circle jerk at one point you had all three versions of Kenobi just going, hello there, hello there, hello there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man, you gotta I love Lego star Wars. I love it. Love it. So yeah. good one there. Scion. I like that. I like that Indeed. idea. Uh, next up tones one, one, three, eight. Good Mr. Backshift. Yes. Says, absolutely not. However, with the world between worlds, it's possible they may go down that route. I truly hope not, as that's not what Star Wars is about. Um, yeah, I mean, 
safe take. That that's kind of like what everybody has has kind of felt is like no for Star Wars, but multiverse yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, it's like I, I get it. You know, multiverse multiverse just doesn't seem Star Wars appropriate, but we do technically have time travel, and it, and it, and it yeah. worked in a Star Warsy way. I mean, if you remember how it was used. Uh, during that the, the fight between Ahsoka and Vader, you know they're fighting and shit happens, and we do see her kind of limp w- and walk away into a temple, but you don't know how she got away from that fight with Vader. They the way they show that is through the world between worlds, where Ezra literally reached through the portal as it was about to fall on her, pulled her through. They're running around, running around, running around, because then you got like Sidious fucking sending blue flame at him in the back end of the world. And then he again takes her back to that time portal, throws her through. That's how she kind of gets hurt. I think she actually gets hit by a blaster bolt or something, which then explains how a season or two before why we saw her walking away with a limp. So whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of with people, too. It's like we, we they, it has technically dabbled in time travel, but the multiverse does just not seem like a good fit for Star Wars. So who is next yeah. here? All right. TBS Data Vault says, I think that. A Star Wars multiverse would just serve to cheapen the impact of some of the greatest moments in franchise history. It would also weaken the impact or momentum of any new story set up, knowing that with the snap of a finger, everything could change. I don't know if that's a reference to Endgame or, uh, you know, to Infinity Wars and stuff like that. But anyway, with that being said, I wouldn't mind minimal use of the world between worlds to, quote, fix the sins of the sequel trilogy. (laughs) This was actually a popular take as well. Like carving out a new path for legacy characters and reintroduce Ray Finn, Poe, Kylo with a better sense of direction, intentionality, and purpose. I'm just going to give you a heads up. That's never going to (laughs) happen. Like... I mean, listen, if you if you think that they're going to use the world between worlds to rewrite three movies, it's not going to happen. What they're going to do to try to fix those movies is they're going to do like they did with Clone Wars more. Just try to backstory the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yes. Backstory, backstory, backstory. And I really I think the only way you truly save the arc of the new characters is you have to do follow up content. Oh yeah, you do you do content after, yeah. and just, whether just that be animated or skip Tross and go right into Ray and Finn at their new temple training, motherfuckers. It's yeah. like, come on, yeah, they're not going to use the world between worlds in a cartoon series to fucking to to retcon stuff in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, no, they're happen. they're never going to fully retcon someone else's work. It's just not happening in Star Wars, and and yeah. I. I I know a lot of people probably think if they sit Filoni down behind closed doors, they'll get him to talk shit about the sequels. And I, I promise you that would not happen. I just no, he wouldn't. I don't see it happen. That, that guy finds a purpose in every Star Wars canon thing created. And as he reiterates in that behind the scenes special, the reason Star Wars has lived so long and it has such a rabid fan base is because it is all connected. You, mm-hmm. you can be an asshole like me and see an Easter egg in Book of Boba Fett that you first saw when you were three years old in A New Hope. That's the type of connection he's talking about. That's how connected they want Star Wars to be from these days, the High Republic, all the way to the fall of Palpatine the second time. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going to happen with that, but um, good thoughts anyway. Um, the Angry Jawa is our last one. He says... The time travel and rebels with the world between worlds worked because it was yeah, simple and not overused to, to make massive changes to the timeline. That's speaking almost directly to what TBS Data Vault just said. If they continue to use this approach, 
with only a certain few characters able to access it, it wouldn't bother me too much. I think that that would be kind of the best way to do it. But like you can't they can't use it like fucking Marty McFly in, you know, in or like not. Well, not Marty, but like Biff, like where he goes back and gets a fucking thing and then changes the future. Like it would have to be very, very small use of of the world between worlds and and that it's like i i'm i'm failing everyone and myself trying to explain how the worlds between worlds worked kind of perfectly and and the angry jaw was there it it was very simple because listen we saw ahsoka we saw ahsoka survive that fight in the present timeline we just didn't know all right well how'd she go from that that temple that was ready to fall on her fucking head with vader to walking out of it banged up looking so yeah. we, we knew she survived right there in the present. We just didn't know how. The World Between Worlds showed us that technically Ezra is what allowed her to ultimately survive that catastrophic structure failure and keep her around. So did he change the timeline? I don't know, because in the present, we saw her there. She still ended up where she needed to be, even with Ezra messing with time. So it, they didn't really change the timeline, but they kind of did because we didn't yeah, know how I mean, she this is got rescued the first time. this is when you start to get into time. like time travel paradox. Yeah, you're, you're, this, our talk. brains aren't equipped for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the paradox kicks in and eventually my brain is just going to start making sounds like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're going to grow fucking hot dog fingers and then who the fuck knows what happens. Yes, Nick. You, <laughs> hot dog fingers. You know you love the hot dog fingers universe, it man. so random. You love so it. Weird. They have sex by like shooting mustard and ketchup on each other. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that movie. All right. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, love, I love the hot dog fingers callback. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, that's the end of the question of the week segment for this week thank you to everybody who responded there was actually a ton of responses we had over 50 responses on the actual oh, post plus all the look at all me the, um the honestly uh, you it, if you notice it didn't follow my theme I, I didn't really base this on a current star wars topic this is coming from dr strange and i'm currently going through the second uh season of picard which is getting into time travel and timeline changes and futures getting fucked up. So there you go. There you I go. mean, it's still in the Disney verse. You kept it in the Disney verse. We'll put it that way. <laughs> okay, yeah. Nick, it is time oh, for the top five star Wars artists of the week. Like I said earlier, this is the second route for getting featured, talked about involved with the star Wars time show. The way this works throughout the week, if you are a star Wars fan and you create content of any kind, make sure to tag us on Instagram at star Wars time show and use hashtag star Wars time show. Although I really should just get used to saying, just use the hashtag because for some reason, whoever the fuck is running Instagram quality control these days has decided that Getting notifications, DM notifications for people just tagging you is a good feature, and that's how they want it to be. It still mind boggles me. It makes no sense at all. I I don't know how big accounts even deal with it without going insane or just giving up on checking DMs altogether, because that's where we're at with Instagram. It's either you fucking ignore all your DMs because half of them are just going to be people tagging you, or you fix the fucking problem. That's like, that's what I would figure would be the better how hard, one. Like, <laughs> does, does any user of Instagram like that feature they turned on two or three months ago? No. Like, this is the problem we get when, you know, one company ends up owning all these fucking applications. We got to remember this shit. 
There's no innovation. Their, their innovation is to make things worse. Fucking assholes. All right. Anyways, hashtag Star Wars Time Show at Star Wars Time Show. Hit us up. Then throughout the week, I'll go through them in the mornings, feature them on the page, hopefully get some eyes on your account. And then on Mondays, after a week of features, Nick sits down, breaks out his grand poobah hat, turns on his record player, gets down to his undies in a cross-legged mm-hmm. position, and picks the top five for the week. And that brings us to today's selection. So these are coming from the week 5259. And who do we got? I can see the top of it, and it's our favorite real-ass painter besides Devin at yes. Savvy Art. Indeed. I mean, this is a perfect... I mean, talking about the Star Wars What If universe, if they ever choose to expand on that, this is the perfect start for a Star Wars love, What I If. I would love seeing the Skywalker family actually... Being like a being nuclear a family. Yes. yes. So what we see here is little toddler leia with her mother still alive happy as can be padme amidala holding her um it's just a it it is it's like one of those moments that you that you look at and you're like man only if that actually happened only if we got to see what the skywalker family could have really been like if there wasn't this tragic ending to it and this is a scene from from that from that moment just what could have been and it's it's very touching it's very it would cool actually like validate leia's story she tells luke about her mom she's like oh i didn't know my mom i know only knew my mom a little bit she was always sad it's like no you didn't you fucking liar yeah it's like you didn't know her at all hey, <laughs> your mean, mom brea brea organa it's not your mom yeah the fuck yeah. out of here but no yes yeah, savi <laughs> is giving us that that dream of i mean look at it look at the love of little leia for her mom and just look how doting padme is on leia and those two together especially when leia got older i mean can you imagine the spitfire conversations between those two? powerful powerful they would they would put the boys to shame i mean luke and anakin (laughs) would be like oh shit your mom and your sister at it again on fucking galactic politics let's go fucking hit the lightsaber training buddy you know like let's go let's let's go do such a rock Some rock force meditation. These two this actually, gonna... like, <laughs> just seeing this image makes me want that what if series more for Star Wars. Like, it, you, now man, it actually does need to fucking. It has happen. potential. Um, animated. Let's do it. Let's get it done. I, I'm trying. I already messed up. I, I don't like swearing a lot when Savvy um, is featured because she does actually like share it like to share, her fans. Share, like, share, hey, check yeah. this out. It's on this show, but they're, <laughs> the they're Neanderthals. <laughs> just don't <laughs> mute it. Just look at my art because <laughs> yeah. y- you can't trust the, the, the one guy, the, 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 the little guy, <laughs> but Hey, we, we love savvy, love her art gets featured anytime she tags us. Just, I mean, it's, it's just a killer style. And, and this is oh, it yeah. right here. That this is what, this is what we're talking about. Beautiful. Love stuff. it. Respect it. Give her a follow at Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y-Y-A-R-T on Instagram. That's right. All right. Next up in the top five, an awesome mashup shot from at Tanks, T-E-N-K-S-666. And it's a mashup between two of our favorite properties, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. And what we see here is the Mando folks going all out against a troll an armored troll it's awesome from it? if, i love it it's if you remember from the end of return of the king when everybody when the the forces of mordor are storming the white castle of minas tirith 
This is one of the trolls that kind of breaks through the oh, door yeah. while Gandalf Just is standing there rallying the troops, like kill, beating kill motherfuckers around like they're little gnats with his club. Yeah. Just like, nope, nope, nope. Crazy. Uh, I mean, it's insanely good looking. So you have uh, you have Bo-Katan up on his neck, like trying to, you know, pull his reins and strangle him. You got Din there on the ground, like firing his blaster into the armor, of course. Um, you have Grogu standing there. He's doing trying to do thing. something with the yeah, force. Yeah. Thing. And and you can even see you can see that the troll in his other hand has one of the guards of Minas yeah. Tirith just That's ready right. to fucking <laughs> chunk him. <laughs> like Oh man, dude, dude, it it's just, such a fucking I, I, it's, shot. it's one of those franchise crossover shots that just works. I mean, you you yeah. can see an LOTR troll being in Star Wars. Like it doesn't I mean, honestly, it almost looks like that monster they created for the Book of Boba Fett. It's just missing another set of arms. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but, you know, yeah, Grogu's doing the thing. That's another thing I remember. Robert explained, and it, it is insightful. If you notice, uh, Grogu doesn't close his eyes when he needs to use the Force in big ways by the Book of Boba Fett, which shows that he has learned and has gotten better. Because remember, yeah. in season one and two, he, he'd have to close his eyes and would tax him until he would pass out. Yeah. Here he doesn't close his eyes until the rancor is literally fall, you know, fell asleep, yeah. and then he goes still, up and muscles in. Uh, still a bad a moment. Yeah, still no, I agree. It, it was it was too it was too quick. I mean, he, he literally just used the force to save Din. Yeah, no, five that, minutes earlier, and then they do the same thing. So that was that was Boba's moment. I don't care yeah. what the fuck Robert right. said. He was You're wrong. Right. <laughs> no, I, I was just uh, pointing out the fact that the, yeah. they're trying to yeah. show that, yeah, Grogu did learn something with Luke. He is getting better, more powerful. Yeah, progressive. Um, so, yeah, at Tanks, T-E-N-K-S-666, amazing work here for the mashup between yeah, even the Even getting, like, the, the hook in the mouth and, and having, know. The, you know, the monster's head turned so it's reacting to getting fish hooked, like, ah! Yeah, dude, I mean... It's good shit. Just good so shit. much detail. I mean, you can see in the back, I don't know if that's supposed to be Mount Doom in the background, but, like... Awesome stuff all around. Um, next up, action figure snaps at action figure snaps. Uh, speaking with a Z of snaps, snaps. If you're listening live or even after the fact, can you DM us when we're allowed to wear our our Kenobi gear? Our, yeah, our our special because shirts. the logos have leaked at least on Reddit, and I'm starting to think if we could get in soon, we might be able to get some cheap clout from it. So <laughs> let us like, know. look at this. That's right. We got gear. No, just oh, we've we've had right. it for like a month at this. Yeah, point. we've had it for a couple. And, and it is it's it's the official shit because I I saw the images last week and it is slightly revealing. So I don't know. I yeah. I'm asking though. We're not dickheads. Yeah, Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Break, break down. Uh, the anyway, shot. action figure snaps has a fantastic shot of a bat like a of Bo-Katan cries in the middle of battle with some stormtroopers. You see a huge explosion in the background. It looks like they're on some sort of doesn't look like it's an imperial transport just from all the different like uh, scarring and the different coloration that you see on the walls and stuff. But they're in, in some sort of facility where she's know, that, that's making... actually cardboard. Nick, do you know that? Really? Yeah, I think it's an that's extreme crazy. sets, which are pop up wow. cardboard dioramas. And yeah, they, they actually translate very well. Uh, four pictures. I I I, yeah. I had one like it was more of a traditional cityscape or like city scene. Uh, but yeah, that that's all cardboard. So it, it's 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 sci-fi neutral. It's not necessarily empire or uh, yeah or or good guys or yeah makes sense. But 
still like the level of, of detail that's in this shot. I love how he has, he has one stormtrooper on the ground as, as Bo is just putting a bolt through his head oh, and yeah. you can see the follow through, no the mercy going through his head. <laughs> no mercy. I know. And then like the incredible posing of the, of the troopers that have been caught in the explosion that's happening in the background. I mean, snaps just absolutely knocked this one out the park. Fantastic image here. I, I need to make one of these, Nick. They've been popping up a lot. They're not new, but they're fantastic practical effects. And that's that cotton ball, like that explosion. Okay, yeah. Those are cotton balls with he either burn them or like, you know, put a black marker on them. And then you sit a light under them and you get that effect. And it looks fantastic. It does. It looks I just mean, like it, an explosion. It, it's better, it, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like he also phased in some particles probably in, in post. But if you combine those cotton ball explosions with real fireworks, that is about as titties of an action shot as you can get for explosive action in toy photography. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not creative. I'm not good with my hands. But I feel like I could glue cotton balls together to a cup and then put them over a light. I think I can do that. I think I have that capacity. Think, yeah, you, you can do that. If not, you can get your six-year-old to do that for uh, crap. Yes, <laughs> good, good point. Because some of put these some motherfuckers, man, like they'll, they'll take styrofoam out of a TV box and somehow turn it into a Star Wars diorama that looks like it's, you know, a hovel or something. <laughs> I look at a styrofoam from a TV box and go... That's styrofoam from a TV box. It's yeah, going in it's the like trash. A, like, I don't even have the vision <laughs> to get beyond that styrofoam. So dude, that is the um, true artist in their brain. Say, they, like literally seeing just a hunk of styrofoam saying, I can make it this. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's I mean, I'm, I'm so fucking lazy. I, if anyone wants to make these for me and, and sell them to me for a reasonable <laughs> price, I'm putting it out there right now. Make me go. some cotton ball explosion fucks and send them my way and I'll, I'll foot you the bill. <laughs> oh, I think Adrian's here. And yeah, for sure. We can wear the, the Kenobi. We just want to get a okay. confirmation. I know they're on delays a bit, but if that's the case, um, I'm going to be doing a fucking short like in a minute after the show yeah, here and change, throwing change it up. Your shirt. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that, that's our boy at Action Figure Snaps. One of the, the longest tenured super fans of the show. Uh, definitely sh the, the, the shower of gifts. Uh, I think we have permanently new moved him to the number one pole position because he does send of send us gifts. It's true. Uh, yeah. It's so if you want to overtake <laughs> action figure snaps, you need to send uh, at least, I don't know what, two or three shirts, uh, a long sleeve, a hoodie. The long, it's a big order, big order, maybe some. Uh, cotton ball explosion effects too. Okay. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> the, the challenge is out there. Who wants to take the number one fan spot? <laughs> and we can be uh, Greece. There's no doubt about it. Like I, we, we've got no qualms with, with kickbacks, uh, you know, getting a little on the back end, getting greased, whatever you want to call it. We're here for that. Oh yeah. All right. Next up in the top five, this is at Kiko.collects. And it's just an amazing portrait shot True. of the evilest dude in the galaxy, Emperor Palpatine. And I'm assuming this is a Hot Toys here because that's the only one that you're probably going to get that yeah. looks this damn good. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's as simple as just portrait style, good lighting, and a good pose. And, and Kiko pulled all three of those off. No, I, um, I want to be like Kiko. 
I think if I could get to Kiko, I would do more photography because Kiko is one of the best portrait takers uh, because of like Nick said, it's great lighting, always good atmosphere. And, and there's always something in the background, even if it's Digirama that complements the subject. For some reason, my brain is just dumb and it wants to try to do, you know, more advanced, detailed stuff. When I do find enjoyment in these portrait shots, they're thing. probably never going to blow up and get like the, the thousands of likes, you know, like a, like a Sir Dork or a one six shooter that can do the more dynamic diorama builds and, and scene setups. But I, I just wish I could get my head to this point. I'm not saying I could be Kiko. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just want to get to this philosophy with the art form. Just, you know what? Fuck it, man. Just portraits. Focus on lighting, framing the portrait, and that's enough. You don't need to get yeah. cute. You don't need to try to be a, a Jason B. Michael, a Sergeant Bananas, a visual approach. Just fucking do what you like. Uh, Mr. Lee is another one. Nick, I mean, he would, he's mostly DC and stuff. But he's another one that, that get, has a massive following, but in, in my opinion, just does simple portrait setups that are just lit expertly. I need to get there. I'm yeah. feeling it. This is get my new your, my new focus your, should be, yeah. fuck you setting up outside, fuck explosions and particles. Just start trying to do some portraits again. So Kiko, yeah. thank you for the motivation. You shots, have inspired yes, Matt. For sure. Shots, shots like this do this for me. I just, Beautiful. for some reason, when I break out the camera to figure, I can't get my, my pudding brain to just say, you know what? Fuck it. Just pull in tight, get the lighting right and hit that button. Keep it simple, stupid. That's I right. have a quick, I have a quick drop here for you guys. Apparently GameStop ran a poll. Star Wars fans, what's your favorite lightsaber color? After 157,000 votes, 33% of people said purple. And that was the highest response. Dickheads. Purple 33, red 24, blue 23, green 20. So there you go. There you go. See what you did, Sam Jackson? One fucking purple <laughs> lightsaber out there. One. That's all and he now needed. now it's it was the best one. because it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is pretty fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I made my Galaxy's Edge lightsaber purple, so I'm not I have the purple shit. crystals too, so I, yeah, I, I yeah. like it. Anyway, right. last up for the top five could not be any more different than the one that we just saw from Kiko Collects. This one is from at Odal underscore studio. Yeah. This and is a stroke shot fig- for me. Like this is yeah. where I have aneurysms right here. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I almost, I think I picked this shot in particular because I was like, Matt is going to have a fucking freak out just seeing this. It, it's crazy. Because what we have here is, is a mountain, is is a mountain of, of stormtroopers that are just like going up, firing blasters all around with with Darth Vader on the top, staking the Imperial flag into the top of this mountain, lightsaber ignited. This is a wild shot just because like you were saying, Matt, all of these figures had to be posed, had to stand up in a particular way and have to stay on this fucking craggy mountain thing long enough for Odal to sit there, take a picture and, and not have everything fall apart. Yeah, like, dude. that just seems like it's impossible. <laughs> Odal, Odal Studio has to be a Zen master in life. Because this, to me, just looks like, like I said, it, it's a stroke awaiting to happen. Uh, I, I, even, even, if, even if using, like, Sticky Tack was involved, this, this setup, to me, is a nightmare. Like th- this is my living nightmare. And you're like, oh, hey, you know, do a toy shot, stack a bunch of figures together. 
so close together that if one falls, they're all going to fall and you're going to have to redo it again before you take your shot. So <sighs> uh, I actually think this is a, a recreation of a comic book cover or moment, Nick. Maybe we should head out to Odell, Odell real quick just to verify. I know you got to drop off very like right now, but I think we can. We got one second here to verify. Um, maybe it wasn't. Uh, I thought for sure it was if you, a. If you got a security code thing, it's for me because I got logged out of Instagram. Oh, got you. <laughs> um, so Odell, Odell even had a recent one here I love. It's like the um, the Night Owls and Sabine kind of looking at the aftermath of the Night of a Thousand Tears. That's another pretty slick setup from Odell Studio. But, yeah, there you go. So um, that is our, our top five kick-ass shot thing. from Odell. That's O-D-O-L underscore studio. And like Nick said, this is a, this would be a Matt ball breaker type of shot. No <laughs> yes, doubt about it. it would be. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, young Nick's got to get out of here to entertain some company. So that brings us to the end of E212 Season Infinity of the Star Wars Time Show. Thanks again for all those of you that tuned in live on the live stream. Remember, if you want to get mixed up in that and uh, you somehow have availability in the middle of the day during the work week, <laughs> make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. We do them every Tuesday, 2.30 p. Eastern Time. Speaking of YouTube, those of you that are on the live stream right now, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you are someone that has been consuming the content and you're still not subscribed, before you subscribe, punch yourself in the face for taking this long to subscribe. And then put some ice on it because we don't want you to be hurt too bad. All right? Because it really is. There's always time for Star Wars time. We are here for you throughout the week. Live stream Tuesdays, audio version on Wednesdays, but in between then, you never know. YouTube shorts, reels, TikToks, comic book breakdowns, trailer breakdowns, me being an asshole, me yelling too much, me making people feel uncomfortable. That is the Star Wars Time Show. So you can find us on the internet, starwarstime.net. I know we're not good enough to have the com, but we're on the net. So starwarstime.net, that's where you can find all the handy links to sub up to the podcast platforms that we are on, as well as the YouTube channel. Just click on that subscribe button, and it will click the subscribe button for you. Look at that. Two seconds, no effort, and I promise you, you will not get spam. There's always time for Star Wars time, people. Never forget, we are here to remind you and to guide you through that galaxy that is so far, far away. And if you do listen to the Star Wars Time Show, I've heard that the Force will be with you. Always. Always.